Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your illustrious storyteller and fabled dungeon master, Cody Jehe. Welcome to Live and Let's Die. Of course, I am joined with our... I mean, starstruck is a small word for these wonderful, wonderful players that I have. But star-studded cast of players uh, playing the magnificent Ozal the Wise, the Oxfather. You know him, you love him, Zachary Rivera. Hey everybody, bit under the weather today, but I'm here, I'm ready to rally like Bane, and I'm really excited for tonight. Like, like Bane? Like for Batman? He broke my heart, Cody, he broke my heart. Yeah, it's wow. a CW meme, bro, it's a classic. Alright, well, sorry, break your back too, I guess, right? Um, sorry, it's a Batman joke. Dean the Dream, playing Burn, the Dawnbringer, Paladin, armored up, lost an eye, Odin style. What up? Ready to kick some ass, sea bass. Hell yeah. Two turnips uh, in the heat, baby. Say again, Zach. Two turnips in heat. Oh, yes. Totally. Uh, the Wicked Warlock of the West, Stolos, played by Dini. It's good to be back, everyone. The wonderful flying cleric of the Ninth Mother, played by Max... Marius Radari. Good evening, everyone. Happy to be back. And everyone's favorite barbarian, Breaker of Chains, played by Mark Calamban. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm, I'm ready to take over. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay. Um, quick recap here before we hop into the, the intro. Or, Zach, do you want to do announcements first? Uh, yeah, we'll do some quick announcements real quick. So we have uh, some swag that's up on TeePublic. If you guys want to take a look at that, we're going to be adding something new today. So we've been working. Uh, well, we haven't been working, but uh, we have our uh, Chibis that are uh, finally, um, I think we're halfway done with the team now. So I'm happy to share with you guys the Ozal the Wise Chibi, and I fucking love everything about it. Oh my god, that's awesome. And so Amazing. Wow. And uh, these, uh, Dini, can we plug the amazing artists that made these? Yeah, uh, Ravane did these for us as a, uh, as a commission slash freebie uh, since she had drawn our characters in the past. Uh, she currently has a uh, coffee account under the username Vervain. If you'd like to uh, support her artwork, that'd be awesome. If you did, please give her a visit. Can you spell, can you spell that out real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or drop yeah, the it's link. A, yeah, it's V-E-R-V-A-I-N. And we'll drop a link for it. Yeah, she's really great. Um, we are have a few more left. So we have Burn, um, Stolas, Cody's, and Vor's left. And I'm really excited to be able to put all the full team together in a big poster. I think it's going to be really nice. So uh, big shout out to Vervain for doing that for me. And uh, it's just a freaking fantastic bit of art and uh it's very very high quality stuff so we appreciate that and uh, i'm actually gonna be hitting up your coffee right now while we uh go through the rest of these perfect yes thank you so much for the art vein it looks amazing and i'm excited for mine okay when last we left off we had a somewhat interesting <laughs> dinner with the devil 
uh, there was waxing involved, if you missed that. Bad person <laughs> in the comments says, did you guys just take a doggy bag from dinner? No, unfortunately not. That would have been a really good idea, though. Uh, the players just uncomfortably got to meet with Strahd. Strahd kind of feeling them out power-wise, trying to, to see how much of a threat this group is actually going to be. Um, they had a chance to explore the castle, but kind of got a little bit of cold feet, got nervous. And decided to take off uh, with Ismark in tow while they could still take him out of there. And they are headed down the road back to the city of Lockie. Roll the intro! Hear ye, and get ye hype. For tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity. Provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Okay. Zach, I need a favor from you to start with. Can yes. you, on our screen, put just me and you up on the screen, cameras on really quick, because this is the moment you've been waiting for, and I, I will explain a little further. Oh, cameras mm. on. I look hella busted right now. That's okay. Um, me too. It sounds yeah, mysterious. Give me, give me one second. Give me one second, okay? I'm sure cocking it right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> We don't want people to see the, the Oxfather's cock. We'll save that for our only fan. <laughs> and lower bush. A lower, the lower beard. Are you sorry? <laughs> lower bush. Terracing cascade of rippling hair from your chest pubes down to your ball throw. Okay, I don't know if I can actually what just put us fuck? on the screen. But I can do, because I'd have to take everybody out of the studio. Oh, actually, that's perfect. Why don't we do that? Because this is gonna, this doesn't involve them. This is the duel oh. between the two of wow. us. Wow. Hang on. Let me take the banner off. Okay. There we go. All right. Mono, exactly mono. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Mm -hmm. I'll, do, I'll do it like this. So here, here are the rules to my challenge, I guess. Okay? Okay. Okay. Hands up. Wait, should no we explain what the challenge is for? I, I will, yep, shortly. So, okay. no hands, so we're not typing at all. No comments, so we'll switch over to private chat. And here, here's what happened this week. So, Zach learned an extremely, extremely powerful spell called Polymorph, which we've used <laughs> on the show before. And I said, Zach, I want you to be careful with it, essentially, because it's, it's a game changer of a spell, which is fine. Zach asked me, can I use these creatures? And I said, oh, I don't know, bud. Those are, those are hardcore. Can you justify it in your story? And he's like, well, those are thousands of years old. Of 11, course 000. I can justify it. Yes, 11th birthday. I could justify it in the story. So I said, I'm going to present you with a challenge. If you can get it right, you can have them right away. If you okay. can't get it right right away, I will present you with an opportunity to learn and use them in-game so we can kind of role play and have some fun with it. Okay. So Zach, tonight. Can I explain why I wanted them though? Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. Tell tell the people about this yeah, amazing so, polymorph. 
so polymorph is a spell that you can we, we've used it in one game thus far it was uh the deva a deity from marius's god transformed vor into a tyrannosaur and it was fucking awesome it was the greatest moment of DD thus yet and it's my favorite wizard spell ever like it just it's like to me it's why i wanted to play wizard like it's that spell Hell yeah. and um i we've obviously been playing for like eight or nine months like you know putting in the work off stream and finally when i when i get the the ability to learn it i'm like i'm so excited like you know there's when you get to like the higher level beasts seven and eight there's only like i think three total beasts so you know yeah um and Cody Rothbach's like, you can't use one of them, which I wanted to use was the Great Ape, which is the best level seven beast. It is. And I wanted the token to be Harambe, um, because why not? <laughs> I didn't realize and, that was Harambe. And Cody was like, no, you can't. And I'm like, bro, we've all been working hard. All of our other characters are getting these cool abilities. Like, Burn's doing like 100 damage on the regular. Like, I just want to be able to have a cool emergency button spell that if we're in some deep shit, we could save a party member and and have like this cool moment and he was like nope i don't i don't want you to use it like it's too powerful we went back and forth and i i, I care enough about it that i've that we, i guess we came up with something so i actually don't know what cody has planned right yeah, now no, my hands are here all right zach yes your question to answer this without yes. looking from help from anyone yes is what region are dinosaurs and the great ape in the core D&D game, a.k.a. Faerun, the core universe, what region are they from? Can you name said region? No. <laughs> I didn't look that up. <laughs> That's this difference between character knowledge and player knowledge, though. I, this, I'm giving you a chance. Okay. I will tell you this. It is a jungle region. It's actually the, the core name of the area is the jungles of... I don't know that much about the reason because we've spent most of our time in this session. Because I think our okay, so here, let me explain why I don't know this. Our first D and D session was a whole homebrew everything, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we weren't in like the realm, so to speak. And then this one, we've only been in. We haven't been in Faerun at all, hmm. save for like the first uh, minute. Yeah, not really of of the first session. So I actually don't know. I have all my research in D and D has been in. Um, like Barovia, Velaki. So I don't know. So yes. I guess I lose. So this, that's okay. It's from the jungles of Cholt. We've talked about it twice so far. At three times if you count us picking a module. But I will still provide you with the resources hey. to do that. Alright, All right. let's get into the game so we All don't right, slow this any longer. Uh, <clears throat> Did you say Cholt? Yes. The jungles of Cholt. Oh, God. God, look how handsome Mark is. Just sitting there looking guy. his toys. All right, you, are, you are the best dungeon master. I will call you master anytime. <laughs> Go on our okay. sexual inappropriate uh, comments. They could have the also been from Toro. Yeah, that was my next answer to that question. The main area you would find them in favor, and I guess is a better... I, I think Ozal just found them in a good old-fashioned book, if you ask me. I See, mean... We'll, to be we'll get fair, there. he yeah, saw in, in the my dinosaur. I will give him the T Rex. I already told him that. That is, that in is my a defense, fair one. Though, he saw it. In my defense, I think it's a it's a weird homebrew rule because the rules as written do not say 
that was that was a part of my conversation with you. It is probably the most common. And Max, I don't know if you can comment to this. It is one of the most common things that dungeon masters will say is you either have to see, experience, or have extensive knowledge on said creature. Typically, if it's not a common creature. So we are on the road to Velaki. I don't like it. I don't like it still. In the cart, we have our five adventuring heroes. We have Slag, and we have Ismark, who is somewhat brooding that you guys have chosen not to take him back to the village of Barovia and has fully agreed to not only migrate the village of Barovia from under the shadow of Strahd's castle, but to take over as the new Burgermaster of Velaki. Can you describe, like, the... Is it raining right now, or are we... Oh, daytime, so it nighttime? Is, it is night. We left the castle at night. Um, some time has actually passed. You guys have been on the road for at least three days. Marius, this one's for you. You are passing, at this point, quietly. Uh, you have had Strahd's amnesty until you return back to um, Velaki, essentially. That you are passing past Old Bone Grinder. Um... Who remembers what happened at Old Bone Grinder or how it looks when we last left it? That was the windmill that we burned down. Um, and we, I think we actually completely burned it down. It was where the uh, yep. Morgantha and her daughters were. That we did. We, we burned that place down and made sure it toppled to try and cleanse the land of that monstrosity that happened, or travesty that's happened within that windmill. Correct. Um, you notice two things as you're passing by is why I bring it up. A, the thick branches of these thorny-like trees have kind of receded a little bit, more or less kind of back into dying trees, but they no longer have the sharp thorns, there's no longer vines, the, the grass is no longer black. Enough time has passed that whatever evil stain that has been left upon these stones is kind of starting to receding as nature begins to take it back. Now granted it is still Barovia so there is always going to be some residual evil that will always dwell in places. But it's not quite as bad. Um, you make camp for the night under these big big stones uh, not too far kind of from the, these big standing stones. Um, something about it almost just negates the evil presence of this area as you head back to Velaki. Um, Ismark says, well, if we have the protection of Strahd, we might as well take a shortcut through the woods with the cart. Uh, you guys make haste crossing from Old Bone Grinder uh, on the Slavic Road all the way through the woods and back to Velaki. Um, in total, about, I would say, a week's worth of travel has happened from Castle Ravenloft to Velaki, which is about half the time it took you last time to get from the Seer Pool, uh, which is roughly the same distance. As you arrive, you guys immediately notice a couple things. Um, and I'm going to switch maps here and explain what's going on. 
there's one thing I'd like to talk to Ismark about during that time on the road to Valaki. Of course. <coughs> Ismark, um, what is the current situation of the village of Barovia? Poor, hungry, and overworked. So, not too long ago, the uh, burgomaster of Valoki uh, met a, an untimely demise due to the Temple of the Smiling God, and the town needs a new burgomaster. And a large portion of the people that live there lost their homes, a lot of the buildings there have been burnt down. Would you consider moving your people to Valaki? They'd be a bit. They'd be away from the gaze of Castle Ravenloft, and you could help bring your citizens to a uh, sheltered environment, as there are walls built around the city. Yes, he he completely agrees. He he takes some time to kind of think about it a little bit, and says, "I that is quite the undertaking, but it is something that could be done." And I think it would be best for me to be close to Irina. Uh, sending her off to Velaki was a choice that we made that doesn't seem to be the greatest of choices, but was something that had to be done. Uh, so he agrees. Uh, he will help facilitate and get Velaki back up and running. Thank um, you, Ismark. Of course. Any other questions? No. I, okay. I, I appreciate your honesty, Ismark, and look forward to having you uh, work in the city. I think we have a few other ideas for the town once we get there. Okay. And right about as you're saying that, you begin to pull up to the, <clears throat> the hill um, coming from the east gate, uh, the morning gate, which is completely decimated. Um, half of the city has burned down, as you can see. So these, these, the map that I have kind of crudely driven, drawn, is the black and red lines and gray lines are areas of the town that have been destroyed, not only from the fire, but from these ongoing attacks that have been happening. You can see that there's just this absolute charred area with a killing field of corpses and as you're going past them you can make out that these corpses are not just normal in nature but almost bestial in nature some of them are wild dogs some of them look like dogs the size of a small bear uh others are just these humongous bats um the blue line is the wall that is still standing the yellow and black squiggle is a modge of houses that have been torn down from this rubble and essentially you can think of it as like a defensive wall that has been mishmashed together out of these leftover materials um, that the, the commoners were able to kind of reforge into a makeshift wall. And essentially it's like really crudely made wood, large pounds of piles of bricks and earth that have been kind of put to anywhere between 10 to 30 feet in certain areas. Some of the gates have physically been removed and reinstalled, which is kind of these little boxes. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and you can see that along this poorly made wall are pikemen and what's left of the town. 
Um, two-thirds of the town's defenses were either turned or killed, uh, thanks to the smiling god. The rest kind of became into this vegetative state. You can see piles of bodies that have been just burned because these people are no longer able to be helped. So, that is your situation as you approach the new East Gate. Do we um, recognize um, any of the creatures? Yes, they seem to be dire wolves, dire bats. Uh, there's a werewolf mixed in there, one or two. Um, humans, lots and lots of humans, dead zombies. A lot of it is kind of still on fire. Um, you can see the guards kind of routinely coming out on the wall and like burning bodies in front of the wall um, as you approach. Wow, this is really sad. It's a shame what's happened to the city. You approach the new east gate, and they recognize you, waving you through as these humongous doors made of probably, like, 30 or 40 normal, like, domicile doors have been kind of modge-podged and nailed together, standing 20 feet tall as the uh, cart barely squeaks through, your ballista kind of scraping atop the the main posts as you get the cart through and enter into the town square. Where would you like to go first? Or would you like to talk to any guards? There's probably like six or seven guards manning this gate specifically and others kind of milling around on this mound that runs uh, the new half of the town. For um, gameplay purposes, since we left um, uh, the city to now that we're returning, it's been about 10 days, I think. You would think, yes. Okay. I, I'd like to talk to the uh, whoever's in charge of the guard presently. Uh, yes, you make a recognition of this gentleman uh, that it is Seth from the Straight Arrow. Uh, he was a vendor in town who ran a small kind of arrow slash like woodsman shop. Um, and he is just in his full hunting leathers. He's got his bow. You can see some of the other men on the wall that look down at you, and he kind of gives you a wave and kind of skirts down this mound and then down a rope to kind of get to you uh, as you pull through the gate. Seth, what has happened here? Uh, he says, Ozol, well met. Um, we have been fighting incursions for the last 10 days of monstrous creatures that seem to be attacking the town. Um, my guess is that with the power vacuum that was left behind and unfortunately the large amount of nobility who tried to fill that um, did not do a very good job and the common folk are kind of what's left. Uh, we have been organizing and trying to create makeshift walls and fortifications for these creatures that are attacking but uh, as you can see we managed to get something together but we seem to be taking on water as they say. How are your supplies, both of men, and of weapons, and of rations? Well, thankfully, the Blue Water Inn has been supplying the town with food. St. Andrew's Church has been a a safe haven for those people without homes. Um, We've been repurposing, as I said, the buildings into the wall, but uh, we were able to kind of grab some of the food and loot and animals and bring them behind our new wall and start remaking new territory. the majority of the nobility is either left to Kresik or dead. Uh, 
so we don't really have a power structure. Um, but the, those of us who have a gathered interest in the shop and under the watchful eye of the Blue Water Inn, we have managed to make things work with a small town council. When was the last attack on the city? Yesterday. We are burning the bodies, as you can see. Oh, and the vegetables, as he kind of gestures, and you can see one this town person who's still got that mask on their face, um, and they just kind of chuck him over the wall and onto the fire. Um, we, we have been burning them as well. We, our fear is that they would become Strahd zombies at some point. When do you believe the next attack will be? How long do we have? Uh, it's about every other day. Um, probably tomorrow at nightfall. Very good, my boy. Excellent work thus far. If there's anything that we can do, we will be at your service. And I will give a long sweeping bow and uh, begin getting ready to disembark the uh, Prima Vista. Okay. Burn. How are you taking in this yes. whole catastrophe that has befallen the town? Burn has been listening closely in on what this gentleman was saying. Did you say his name was Seth? Yes. And he's concerned that the people that are helping fight these incursions aren't... They're really just village people. They're not warriors or soldiers by any means. They're just people that kind of have found themselves in a situation where they need to defend their home. So Burn is kind of thinking to himself <clears throat> that he could do some good here. You know, he's not a he's not a smart man. You know, he he don't build things too good, but he can fight pretty damn good. So Burn's thinking to himself about. Maybe I could help train these people, turn them into soldiers, not just normal town folk. Because we're not going to be here forever. They're going to need to keep fighting. But he's kind of just quandering this, kind of reading the situation. He doesn't want to outwardly just come out and say, like, let me help, you know. He's very reserved right now. Okay. Stolas. Uh... Needless to say, the, the the state of this town is, like, horrifying for a lot of reasons. Even though Solas can't be sure of it, he's almost certain that the timing of them leaving the place and it just being viciously attacked by creatures is, like, convenient. So he's not sure if Strahd has anything to do with it, but uh, that being said, uh, you know, in... It seems like the the plan to get people um, from Barovia to Valaki uh, could put them in some major uh, peril if, you know, they're not either well-equipped to defend themselves or have some means of, of defending themselves with, like, an escort or something. So, um, just seeing... And hearing the fact that they don't have a lot of time to prepare and not really completely understanding yet uh, exactly the size and scope of the attacks, it has him a little worried. So he's eager to get things uh, rolling as soon as they get into town. 
perfect. We have a $20 super chat from Paul Schreiber. Long live, live and let dice. Paul, let us know how you want us to use that super chat for a bless uh, or bane roll and for which characters. And we'll be sure oh. to do that. Cow. Thank Paul you, Schreiber, awesome. our, our dice guy, right? He, uh, he funded us for our dice, correct? Yes. Paul? Schreiber Schreiber Industries. I believe what a sweetheart. Thank you, Paul. Schreiber Industries. Those are nice dice, too. Just saying. I've, I'm so excited to get mine. Oh, man. Um... Mark, how are you taking in this environment? <clears throat> I would love to help the townsfolk uh, with impending doom here and the rubble. I, w I would love to help try and build a wall, or, you know, or even to, uh, to block some of these roadways, you know, mm -hmm. to just give everybody more time to pre prepare, you know what I mean? So Perfect. I don't know what I need to do that, but I'll use every bit that I have every bone in my body to uh, protect this protect this town Paul has chimed in he wants to bless Mark for the first one so Mark if you want to roll a d20 on uh, roll 20 we'll let you know what you got going for you bless that boy he rolled a 9, a nine. which is treasure treasure we will uh, I have that in a different form tonight let me, uh, Zach, if you'll put that in party chat in the Rule 20, I will handle that shortly. That Schreiber that. guy, man, that guy is a, is a fucking, he is a peach. Like a, like, you know, where it hits your teeth and it's like that it's super sweet. Thank you, Paul Schreiber. You're, you're a blessing, brother. Thanks As I, um, I don't want to interrupt Max's thoughts, but, um, I'll talk to Seth one more time and say, Seth, we're going to begin helping fortify and clean up the city the moment you see any sign of an attack please please be sure to find us and we will assist he nods um he also instructs you to to head to the blue water inn that is where the council has currently been meeting to help navigate this town's affairs i will do that okay Marius, any thoughts before we move on? Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I stepped away for just a moment. What what exactly did I miss? Um, With coming into the gates, speaking to Seth about the guards. What else? Just your personal opinions on how you feel or anything you would like to do with Seth. Uh, yes. Seth, uh, how many people do you have in the guard currently? Uh yeah. He kind of looks around and he says, at our gate, we have 25. At the new north gate, they have 15. Um, the southern gate has been closed. Uh, and the west gate has 16. Uh, I think we'll be spending some time here for a while. Um, I'd like to begin training some of these men and women on a rotation when they, they are not on their shift. Um, please send them to the temple, uh, and we will begin working with them. Are there any of the people currently in town or on the guard that uh, have religious views either to the Morning Lord or potentially interested in worship of the Night Mother? Uh, he kind of shrugs and he's like, that's, that's a hard question to answer. We haven't really had anyone to help us with 
burials and he kind of gestures through the gate to the fire that's burning on the other side. He's like, so I know you could talk to some of the other townsfolk. I'm sure faith would be a helpful thing in a time like this. Brings comfort to many of those that are in need. Um, other question that I have. Uh, beside, I know last we were here, we, we recovered the tax money and we delivered it to Count Strahd. Um, are there any rubies, dust, I could find within the town? Uh, I am going to begin working on supplying you with, with ever-burning torches. Uh, I'll need at least a, a stockpile of ruby dust in order to make these enchantments. Uh, that way, all of your men and women on on the wall can be able to see, no matter the time of day or fog condition, or whether it's night. Um, he says, if if there was treasure left, most of it has been moved to St. Andrew's Church and placed in the crypt. Um, many of the nobles were holding their treasure there. Granted, you know, most of them have either left to Kresik, as I said, or have died. Um... So if there is treasure, it is there. We kind of have been trying to make the best of our situation. Dean, go Perfect. ahead and roll a d20. <clears throat> I, will be ta I will be taking claim of the temple for now since uh, we, we need to begin working. Uh, if you need me, that is where I will be for the next coming days as I, I kind of motion to the rest of everyone else. Uh, I have many plans ahead to uh, work on helping the city reform. Perfect. All right, you guys head... Um, well, actually, let me ask you. Ozal, you said you're going over to the Blue Water Inn to speak to them. Marius, are you headed there too, or are you headed straight to the temple? Heading to where? Um, the Blue Water Inn is where, the, oh. I guess, your quote-unquote power structure would be. The town council that has been elected or has... I would definitely like to take a bottle of wine with me before I go to the temple. Okay. Okay. You guys head over to the Blue Water Inn. Um, as you enter the door, there the, the inn looks quite different. The tables have been kind of pushed aside. Uh, there is one large central table where actually a meeting is currently being held. Uh, there is one empty seat... But as you glance around the table, you can see Irina, Danica Mordakov, Ernest Winwright, who was, um, worked at the Winwright shop, which is kind of the, uh, um, I don't remember what shop that was. I'll have to really consult my notes. Uh, and a new person you don't recognize, and they are having a current meeting as you walk through the door. Fantastic. A seat for an old man. And I will take a seat at the table. <laughs> uh, they kind of look at you and Danica um, kind of shoes you out of the seat. And she says, that's Seth's spot. He is our other council member. He is currently on watch. You would make um, an old man stand. Are you offering to become part of the town as, as a leader? Final helper, or do you plan on adventuring far and wide as you have currently been? We are here to help this town get back on its feet. We'll not stay here permanently, but I believe my friends and I could be of some great assistance to you all now. She nods and she said, fine. Your audience is granted and gestures to the seat for you. 
Uh, also, the Windwright is a cart dealership that I we never used. So that's what he's from. He's a he's a person who makes carts and wagon wheels and stuff. I will apologize for the intrusion and ask them to continue. Before uh, yes. that, oh, go ahead, uh, Morgan. I have someone I would like to introduce to you all. This is Ismark. He is the current burgomaster of the village of Barovia, a few days' ride to the east. I've spoken to him and mentioned that uh, he should bring his people here. And if you all agree and decide that you, you like this gentleman, he, he is offered to take the leadership role of burgomaster on behalf of the village of Oloki, since you all denied our, our request for it previously. I, would, uh, like, I think you should extend him a seat at the table as well. Danica kind of laughs, and she's like, we did in fact decide not to do it, and yet here I am still in the same place doing it. But of course, welcome, Ismark. Your sister has told us much about you, as she gestures to Irina across the table. Irina kind of stands up, uh, scooting her chair back, and runs over and gives her brother a hug. Uh, they embrace. Uh, she pulls up another chair to sit next to him, as he is added to the council. Uh, and Ismark begins to kind of lay out his ideas for the town, uh, based off of what he's seen. The, the short of it, essentially what they have done, the new things that have changed, is they added the, the woods gate, as they call it, which heads to the Slavic woods. Um, they have been using some of those natural resources to help rebuild parts of the wall and reinforce it in places. They've built a sawmill to help harvest wood more effectively. Um, and are currently attempting to get a more positive headcount of the amount of people in the town. Uh, they've also been stripping buildings in groups. They send out groups of like 20 people with barrels and wagons and you know, uh, carts that they can get, and they run from house to house uh, during the day, trying to gather as many natural resources and back into town so they can be repurposed. Some of the original wall actually still stands. In fact, there's fragmented pieces. If you look on the map, if you want to zoom out as well, the blue lines that intersect with these red and black lines and uh, gray circle-filled circles, um, those are dead zones, but the blue lines in between them are parts of the wall that does still stand. Uh, they're having a really hard time lifting these like oak trees that have been just set in because they're whole trees with pointed caps. And then there's a, a 15 foot tall like boardwalk that goes on the other side of the parapet. Uh, so they're trying to do as much as they can with that, but with the whole trees, it's really hard because they've been set into the ground and mortared together to create this fortified wall. Um, there is roughly... 216 people in the town, give or take, 76 of which are guard, 140 of which are kind of other commoner people. And they ask for your ideas and aid. Uh, oh, and she also introduced the new person at the table. Uh, she says, this is Uther, our woodman. He owns the sawmill and has been helping the town harvest wood in multiple ways, both, uh, he's a carpenter, so. How can we be of assistance to the city? Well, we are in desperate need of training, says Danica. Um, 
Seth is an excellent archer and is able to teach some of our men, but, you know, arrows don't always win the battle. Sometimes it comes to melee. And she kind of looks towards Caliban and Burn, and she says, we need more men to learn how to wear armor, how to move through ter difficult terrain in the woods, where to strike, how to strike, what weapons to use. Not everyone is as you know, tall and strong as you guys are, but um, we need encouragement and strength in that. Um, Slag will also kind of come in after you guys, um, and she nods to Slag. We also need more metal crafted. We need swords, weapons, so anything you can recover, armor, um, you know, rivets, nails, things to help rebuild this wall. Um, if you guys have plans for the temple, and she looks to you, Marius, we could really use not only faith, but men who know how to heal. Um, they look to you, Stolas. Uh, we also could use some magic. And she kind of looks at Stolas and Ozol. Um, fire is a great thing if it can be created easily or you know, spread alchemically. That would be great. Uh, many beasts fear it. I can we be of service one. in that regard. Perfect. And she says, uh, and with the towns merging, that would be awesome. That would be more people to not only help rebuild, but to, to help Falaki come back to its true form of a, the thriving metropolis of Ravenloft. There are three things that I will require in the coming days. I will need the ruby dust or any rubies that are available within the town. Uh, I will fund, uh, fund with that. I will craft for you a continual flame for whatever equipment you wish, whether it be a blade or a, a torch or a steel rod. Uh, this spell will allow a, bar, uh, a, a flame to burn continuously and provide light, but not, no heat, uh, allowing you to see in the night and be able to see through the fog. But it is not cheap. It requires 50 gold worth of ruby dust in order to cast. But it is continuous once I have enchanted whatever object I place my hand, the spell on. Any silver that is available will need to be br brought to slag, and I wish to silver the weapons th that the guards use in order to help fend off some of these creatures that are attacking the town. And thirdly, you mentioned faith. I believe that all of the people within the town that have any inclination towards faith or are willing to learn about faith should be sent to the temple. I am planning on redevoting the, the Temple of the Smiling God and St. Andrew's Church back to the Morning Lord and adding a, a section for the Night Mother as well. Uh, now, while I am not educated on the Morning Lord myself, I will be more than happy to guide those to finding faith who wish to worship him and any that wish to devote themselves to the Night Mother, I will personally teach. I also require some things. I need you to find me three of the brightest and bravest minds this town has to offer. Braun is of great importance, but a cunning mind and a good handle of magic is also very important. If you have any suggestions over the coming days, I would like to take them under my tutelage and begin to show them the ways of magic. I also have a requirement. 
Steak. Steak. <laughs> if I'm going to be teaching your men to be soldiers, it's going to take a lot of energy, and I'm hungry. We have the meats, says Wynn right across the table. <laughs> okay, Armies, calm down. <laughs> Caliban, Burn, perhaps you guys may show their guard a thing or two about armor and swordsmanship. I believe archery they have oh, down pat. Me and Caliban could teach them a thing or two, or even ten. What say you, Caliban? You're on mute, Mark. Well said. <laughs> Did we lose Mark already? Perhaps my lord hath fallen asleep. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Where is he? Can we, can we I refuse to believe it. Is he asleep? No, he has his camera off. I'll message him on the back end. Oh, no. I, I don't think he's asleep. No, you don't. Oh, you no, no, no. I, I went. I went to go pee. I had you guys on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. no. Jesus, I'm ready, Mark, I'm ready. let us know in private chat, my guy. Jesus, I'm Christ. ready to teach these guys. I'm sorry. I, it was a big one. That's funny. I was looking at the time stamp. I was like, I mean, 11 minutes of me talking, and he is just out. It's the last uh, time he commented. I missed. I literally, I literally kicked the step running up the stairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a new position for the. Uh, there we casting. go. All right, let's go. Okay, so, so they kind of begin to scramble a little bit. Um, how do you want to facilitate travel? They kind of look at you guys. We can send some men, uh, but with the attacks on the walls, we would prefer to keep as many guardsmen as we can. Um, Ernest over here has volunteered an extra two carts on top of your large battle whatever that is, and they kind of gesture out the window to your massive battle cart um, that is just resting at the you know, the entrance of the town. Um, Ismark thinks that probably two trips um, would be all it would need to take to get everyone from the town, roughly a hundred people. I was uh, so just about to trip. ask how, how many more people are left. How yeah, many people could we fit inside the battle cart? Yeah, and then um, have me and Burn uh, pull, help pull the battle cart or push. Well, if I may, Oshall's uh, magical horses are yes. are tireless, so that wouldn't be a problem. The magic that I can teach the acolytes could be done in the Prima Vista, so I I would be willing to help protect the uh, convoy, and I can also teach my students during the downtime. I'd also be able to cast the spells to keep the horses pulling the cart, and two trips might take but a few weeks on their own. S Slag kind of looks to you guys, and he's like, how many can it fit comfortably, or how many can it fit practically? Because we could just pack them in there. Practically. I mean, practically. I'd say ten on the lower deck, ten on the top deck, and roughly five if you were to put them on the upper deck. Three people to run the ballista, two people to kind of sit and watch off the sides. So 25 people total would fit practically, uncomfortably, maybe 30 to 40. But if you're taking two extra carts, you know, 
easy to fit those uh, 10 people in there uh, per cart, or 15 per cart. Very good. Very good. If you have any who you believe would be interested in learning magic, would you please be so kind to send them my way? And I will stand up and uh, begin walking out of the Blue Water Inn. Okay, Ozil. Where are you headed to, if I may ask? Uh, I'm going to um, talk to Slag and sort of pull him to the side out, out of the uh, Blue Water Inn. Okay. But I'll let someone else go. Yeah. Danica, may I have two bottles of Red Dragon Crush, and I will be on my way as well. Uh, she nods. She yells for her husband, who is polishing bottles behind the, the bar, who nods to you. He pulls two bottles off and walks them over to you and sets them in your hand, and he said, here's a third in case you need to bless some wine, and hands you a, a, a third bottle. Ah, well, thank you. I will place uh, three gold pieces down on the table, and make my way out heading to the temple perfect stolas i'll be honest with you stolas is kind of lost he's such a inherently selfish person that he's not used to helping people especially people he doesn't even know he doesn't even know where to start with this with this town um as far as as far as uh this current state that it's in, it doesn't make much sense to scurry off to go get people from Barovia uh, and then bring them into a town that's smoldering and surrounded by dead bodies. That's not like the greatest image. <laughs> um, so right now, uh, he's kind of vacillated on where his skills might be best used, either protecting the convoy and or just trying to get rid of some of these bodies that are here so it doesn't start some spread of disease. That's very smart. Um, so are you looking for nods from anyone at the table or do you think Stolas is going to find their own way? Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll see. Uh, he will very awkwardly ask. If there's anybody at the table who is currently trying to do something about the uh, the huge pile of dead beasts and human bodies outside the town. Uh, the table goes uncomfortably quiet. Uh, Irina and Danica are kind of stare back and forth at each other, and Irina is the one to speak up, and she said, Well, with this smiling god epidemic that has happened and these people who have not come back after two weeks we have decided to effectively but burn them they don't scream they don't seem to feel it's almost as if there's no one there um, and we keep burning each pile to make sure that they cannot be brought back um, the, the strad zombies seem to come from the road uh, we have not had nothing from the West Gate, as in no travel, no, I mean, other than the vineyard who brings us wine and, you know, food and resources from there, but there has been no, no opposition from there. The South Gate, um, that had a Vistani camp not too far away, uh, the Vistani seem to have left the camp. Um, I'm not sure where they have gone, but they are no longer there. 
So we decided to barricade and close the south gate for now. Um, uh, both southern gates, I should say, the, the black gate and the gate of sorrow. Uh, both have been closed off. Um, when the zombies attack, they usually come from either the lake or from where the old east gate was. So uh, as they come from the woods um, or from the lake. So we have reports of some of them rising from the lake itself. Um, but we haven't had any volunteers to go check anything out, so. Well, I think if, uh, if it was all going to be assisting with the, uh, people from Barovia, I'm going to do my best to try to prevent the spread of any diseases or hopefully the, re uh, prevent any of these, uh, Masked men from coming back from the dead. Um, we we have gotten over the last two weeks. Um, I, I, most of them are are dead, but there's roughly thirty or forty uh, gathered in the courtyard or what was the courtyard at the town square, um, and we are just slowly disposing them when we can. They make for an excellent distraction against the dire wolves. You just throw them over the wall, and they tumble, and the wolves go after them instead of our living men. I see. And uh, you said that fire is definitely the best way to get rid of them? It is. That's We have continually been burning that side of the wall. Um, they don't seem to like the fire at all, especially as the zombies. Alright. Well, I'll scout the area out and see if there's any way I can, I can be of help. Okay. Alright. Um, they kind of look at the other two of you, Solas, as you go out to go scout, and uh, Caliban and Burn, and Danica says, uh, almost simultaneously, as um, uh, Ismark says, "So who wants to help with the caravan?" And they kind of look at the two of you. I. I'll do it, I guess. I have no objection. Wait, I thought Ozol has to have his, uh, has to be near it to cast his spell with the horses. He does. So. Or they can pursue other means of transportation that will take more time. I see, okay. But Ozol can also teach while he is well, I have, in the Well, I have, um... I thought they were going to stay well, and help I was gonna say, train I have the guard. Trundle and I could push if I need to. Yeah. So at least one of you has to go on the battle cart. So uh, whoever wants to stay can stay. Uh, Ozal, you have to go for the first two trips just to summon the horses because no one else can. Trundle can lead the horses, but he cannot pull the whole cart himself. Even though he's a best boy. So sh should I go? Should I go with the cart and help? Help pull the cart. I mean, you would be liberating the people from Barovia. That seems pretty cool. You wouldn't pull the cart, though. Well, push. Help push the cart. Well, no, you'd be in the cart. There'd yeah. be no yeah. pushing. You're just pulling. you're just there to protect them if something happens to the cart. Yeah. I guess. You are facilitating travel. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm a facilitator. Let's go. I'll okay. facilitate. All right. Uh, snap back to you, Ozal. You have pulled Slag aside. What's up? Uh, 
My dear boy. And I will take... Ozil has, like, his, his white robes. He has, like, a gray cloak that's kind of wrapped around his neck. I'll take the cloak off and say, Are you able to make magic items, Slag? He nods and he says, I am. I am an artificer. It is part of my wheelhouse, if you will. The coming month and our tasks from this point on will be very dangerous. Fortunately, as a wizard, armor is a bit foreign to me. But I was hoping that you would be so kind to imbue this cloak and create it as a cloak of protection. Is this something that you perhaps could do? Uh, he kind of picks up the cloth and runs it between his fingers and he says, I might be able to, but it does take... Gold is not a good term, but I will need to be able to see if I can buy some of the ingredients or make them for the process. Uh, it'd be about a hundred gold if you can spare that. Of course, my dear boy. And I'll pull a hundred gold out of my um, pouch and I will hand it to Slag, um, bringing me to 515 gold. Okay. Thank um, you, Slag. Of course. Out of roleplay for the rest of you, um, being that you have a month, Slag had offered on the way back, this is one of the things I forgot to bring up, so my apologies. Um, on the road, he kind of gives a rundown of like how Artificer works, what his powers are, magic items he can create. And he's thrown out a couple, so each of you can put an order in if you would like. If that added month's time, Slag will have time in between doing tasks for the town to also build you guys some magic items. So Ozal has asked for a cloak of protection. Um, Burn, let's go to you. What magic item would you like? The magic items he is capable of making are another bag of holding, a cloak of Elgun kind, which like helps out with stealth and stuff, kind of like what Tars had, a jug of alchemy, a cloak of protection, but you already have one, and a firebrand gem that can be integrated into a weapon, turning your weapon into a magical weapon, giving you a 1d4 of fire on every hit. Dean says he's lagging hard. Okay, I'm not going to hear you. You're good. I think the last I thing I heard it. was a cloak of protection. Oh, uh, cloak of protection, um, which is a plus one to armor class, but you already have a cloak of protection. You can't have two. And then a firebrand gem, which can be inset into a weapon, which turns your normal weapon into a magical weapon, and it gives you a plus 1d4 fire damage on the weapon. Bro, that one. Okay. Uh, it's 500 gold. The gem. Okay. Uh, Stolos. Yeah. Do you have an order you want to put in with Slag? Uh, what can Slag create that Stolas can use? Um, for you, either a bag of holding, a cloak of elven kind, which would help out with stealth, provided you're not wearing any other kind of cloak, um, a jug of alchemy, which does all kinds of like different things. I can pull it up here uh, for an official. This is what it does. 
Uh, plus one cloak of protection, which would raise your armor class, or a firebrand gym, which does fire damage if you add it to a melee weapon. And the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, what does the alchemy thing do? So the jug of alchemy appears like a jug, and it has all these different plugs all over it. Uh, it's a ceramic jug that appears to be able to be held. Uh, appears to hold one gallon of liquid and weighs 12 pounds, whether full or empty. It sloshes around when you move it. Uh, you can use an action to name one of the liquids from the table below, and the jug will produce said liquid. Um, afterward, you can un unlock the jug as an action and pour that liquid out up to two gallons per minute. The maximum amount of liquid the jug can produce depends on the liquid you've named. Once the jug begins pouring the liquid, it can't produce a different one or one or more that has reached the maximum until the next dawn. So you can pour out of this jug uh, an acid, approximately eight ounces worth, a basic poison, which does 1d4 damage, uh, half ounce worth, beer, four gallons, honey, one gallon, mayonnaise, two gallons, oil, one quart, vinegar, two <laughs> gallons, fresh water, eight gallons, salt water, 12 gallons, and one gallon of wine. Um, it's kind of a weird magical item that serves a lot of different purposes, uh, but could be cool in roleplay, which is kind of why it was threw it in there. So, yeah, uh, how much is that? Uh, it, roughly three hundred gold pieces. That sounds actually really fun. So I'm gonna go ahead and buy that. All right. Thank you, Slag. Stolas, uh, he smiles and tells you you're welcome. Uh, Marius, out of these magic items, is there one that you would like to have produced for you? Hmm. I have already uh, requested that we work on getting a suit of armor together, and Slag has wants an upgrade for himself, but we still need to make our way to, uh, what was it, uh, Orgenvastolt? Yes. So, yes. that is uh, still on the menu, but, uh, he, I mean. He looks at you and he's like, I might be able to reduce the weight of the armor, uh, if you'd like, making it magical, giving you a plus one bonus to AC, and uh, taking away the heavy property so that it is no longer a heavy armor. I would... I'd like to save that for the plate armor whenever I can eventually get that. Um, how much do you require in resources, Slag, for another cloak of protection? Uh, roughly 100 gold pieces if you already have the cloak, or 100 gold pieces and a piece of fine cloth that is large enough to be made into a cloak. Are you able to enchant or add an enchantment to a cloak that is already enchanted? I am not, unfortunately. It has to be of my own creation. Hmm. Well, then that will not do for me, because I have a wonderful cloak that was gifted to me by Mandameva, as I kind of let it change colors in front of him. Um, he smiles. This fine craftsmanship. I will, I will abstain for now, and content, we'll, we'll work on the, the suit of armor uh, when we can. Now, if you can ever design a uh, amulet dedicated to my god that would be very useful for me it, w it would take some time but it could be done I would need an abundance of resource to take an item if I think I 
if you can draw up the schematics of exactly what you want it to do, I will spend as much time as I can devoted to that. It's uh, an amulet of the devout is particularly what I am interested in. Something that will aid me in uh, my worship of the Night Mother and providing sanctuary to my allies. He goes, sheesh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he, he thinks to himself, uh, as you can see his metallic body kind of loading, if you will. And uh, he's like, from, from my calculations, you would need some sort of predestined, predivined holy relic to even start some process like that. Do you have anything like that? One moment. One moment. I'm I'm scrolling. Killer okay. in there. You're good. Does it uh, a holy artifact? You say. Mm -hmm. hmm. I do not have. Yeah. Oh, very true. Yeah, we we do have something within the the temple. Maybe that could work. The uh, the what was it? A a, a thigh bone, a, a small you, piece. You actually have that on your person. That was gifted to you. I thought Unless we left it in uh, the temple and I missed. I'm that. fairly certain uh, I put that back in the temple. Oh, okay. Like he so, uh, he nods and he said that that could work. Like I said, it will take more time than any of the other items I can create quickly, but it could be done. Let's do that then. Okay. Uh, he's like, I will request gold from you uh, and that item, and I will let you know of my needs as I create it over the next two or three months. Excellent. And finally, Mark Kellenban, is there any item you would like that Slag can create? Um, probably the most beneficial to you would either be the Cloak of Elvenkind or the Cloak of Protection. The Cloak of Protection adds plus one to your AC. The Cloak of Elvenkind helps you with stealth and kind of blending into your environment. And or a bag of holding, you could carry more stuff. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. I am... I can't click on my character here. What what item would you like him to make you, if any? I would love some kind of some kind of a armored weapon. Do it. Do it. Is there any weapon? weapon? Or like you can do what I did like... with the with the fire gym. Oh yeah, I, I, let's go that way. Let's go that yep. right. All right. Fire gym. So you won't be able to put it on Winter's Howl because it already has a magical property, but you could put it on one of your hand axes if you wanted. Yeah, let, let's put it on the double. The or double Mark. Or your armor class is only sixteen. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say your armor class is only sixteen, so like. 
people don't need to and he has a bear skin he has a bear skin yeah you could get a plus one to your armor class with that cloak but bear skin cloak baby yeah because yeah because yeah, that's my uh I yeah you have bear skin as my totem my totem animal so, no we yeah. we stole one for you from like one of the times you fell asleep we we found you one <laughs> i think it was when we found the gold yeah it was yeah yeah let's let's do that perfect hunter gold baby hunter gold all right Fucking yeah, only because right. you use Winter's House so much that it kind of doesn't benefit you. Yeah. yeah exactly. uh, Cody, I'm going to walk out of the tavern now that I've finished talking to Slag, and okay. I will approach um, either Seth or a guardsman. And uh, I guess, which would you prefer me to talk to? Whoever you want. I mean, I can fictionally create any guardsman that you'd want. There's one named Tyler. You want to talk to him? Okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, Tyler. no. Well, Tyler's a douche name. Tyler. Oh, I guess I will... Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead. Is there any he... parts of the wall that need fortification or any bodies that need buried that I may assist with before we leave? Uh, the wall is not very stable itself. Uh, it could be uh, reinforced in, in multiple spots. Uh I can uh, give you a tour of the wall if you want, and uh, we can talk about fortifica fortifications, uh, if that's acceptable to you. Which is a more pressing need for you, bodies buried or fortification for the wall? I mean, the bodies are pretty much used as bait right now, and we probably will hold on to those until the dire wolves stop coming. I'll gesture to Caliban to come help, and I'll... I'll Ask Tyler to show me the wall. Yeah. Uh, Tyler begins showing you the wall in kind of an asinine way, but he does it. He goes all the way south instead of going north where it would be closer to you. Uh, and you start kind of here um, and work your way north. Uh, so here, 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 here. Uh, and it, this... This process takes about four hours. Jesus, could he go faster? Uh, the wall itself is kind of a mod podge, which is the hard part. Uh, so each of the little dots are areas that need more fortification or more structure. Um, you think with enough time you could create, you know, um, either more mounds of earth that are taller or like a trench on the other side so that it, the wall itself has a higher gap. Um, or you could use other magical processes to condense the wall, making it stronger, harder, and taller. Yeah, as we're walking the wall, just to save time, um, I will begin repeatedly casting Mold Earth, which uh, is the first time I'm casting it. Uh, Mold Earth says uh, you can move a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within, a, within range that fits within a five-foot cube. It takes six seconds to cast. And so I'm going to begin creating a trench around the wall and also adding um, rock or uh, stone and dirt to compact the wall and, uh, you know, kind of begin fortifying it that way. And then anything that's too large for my spell to affect, um, I'll see if Caliban can't help lift it uh, just to kind of make the trench a little bit more uh, legitimate. So there's 3,300 feet of wall. 
calculator here. Calculator. And you said it's a five foot cube. Uh, what was the number that you said? Thirty-three hundred. Three hundred and thirty. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Three thousand three hundred feet of wall. Yeah, divided by five. That's six hundred and sixty castings times six seconds divided by sixty. So that would take. Uh, let me make sure I did that right. You're so right. Quick maths. Quick maths this time. Yeah, because I, I mean, I would love to use my aspect of the beast to uh, fortify the wall. And what is the aspect of the beast, do you, Mark? I, I gain the might of a bear. I carry my carry capacity, including the max loaded maximum lift, is doubled. Nice. And I have strength checks made to push, pull, lift, or break objects. Okay, I don't know if this number is right, but it should That's only perfect. take 72 minutes. It's 4,320... I feel like I didn't do that right. Well, I will pull back up my calculator. I should have, shouldn't have trusted you. I'm just kidding. Um, so, 660 divided by 6 for 6 seconds uh, gives us 110. Or no, I, I think it's times 6, six. not divided yeah, by 6. Yeah, sorry. 3,960 seconds. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's right. So 66 minutes? Yeah, if you just want to do it. So you spend, we'll say, you know. So if I spend four hours while he's walking me through it, I can yeah, make the can trench do... 10 foot by 10 foot deep around mm -hmm. the wall. You can. Are you doing it on the outside or the inside? Um, Isn't trenches normally on the outside of the wall? It is typically on the outside of the wall. Yeah, so I'll do that on the outside of the wall. Okay. And then using Caliban's great strength wherever necessary to uh i have a dm question ask away is it possible to use my giant's uh snake staff to like move things and or dispose of all these beasts like can it eat them <laughs> i'm just i'm just curious like can i use the snake to move stuff or uh use it in some way since it's huge it creates a snake so Theoretically, if you theoretically want, if you want it to, sure, that's kind of morbid, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, how long does your staff last when you, after you uh, do that? Uh, let me double check that real quick. <clears throat> I have it here. Oh, it doesn't give me any information. Uh. I'll look it up on Google. Uh, let's see. It says, if the snake is reduced to zero hit points, it dies and reverts to its staff form. Uh, the staff shatters and is destroyed. If the snake reverts to staff form, if it losing hit points, it regains all of them. It doesn't say anything about it lasting a certain amount. I guess. Okay. Until well, it dies. It, 
Okay, and, or until you revert it back to your staff. So your giant snake begins eating people. Are you eating the, the vegetative people, or are you just trying no. to like, scoop up the bodies? Or Yeah, so like uh, I was thinking maybe I could uh, use it for, I, I don't know, like building uh, the palisade wall, or maybe disposing of those gigantic bear-sized... Uh, what were they like? Some sort dire of wolves. Dire wolves, because yeah. anything that's out there rotting is going to spread disease. So I figured that would be a pretty quick way to getting rid of them. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Um, not not the people, just like the no. Because I, I, I figure people are going to want to bury as many people as we can, just for you know morality's sake. <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. Um, Ozal and Mark, since you guys are doing this wall thing, why don't you roll me a d20? Uh, Mark, I want you to use your athletics, uh, because you are helping refortify this wall in places. Ozal, I want you to use your arcana, because you're digging a trench. I got a 26... And then, Mark, if you want to re-roll that, because I think you just did an actual d20. Which, well done on that, by the way. But I think Cody needed uh, athletics from you. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I jumped the gun. I was, I, I was trying to be... Uh... Look at look oh, at Mark totally with fine. the... Way, way to go, bud. Also, great idea, Stolas. You'd love to see it. Yes. Stolas, so... I will also have you roll, like, animal handling to see how many of these um, dead creatures your snake can consume. Animal also, handling? Okay. Before we forget, Dean, so, you need to roll a d20 for your treasure. Or for your uh, bless from uh, Paul. Dean got a three. I believe that's Dean's roll. Which would be a random potion. And Mark got a nice. 13 for athletics. And Dean, he got a 12 for animal handling. Awesome. So... Uh, with your narrative success, uh, Dean, first of all, please add a potion of flying to your inventory. Oh, man. <laughs> or a potion of flight, I guess. Is they the fly now. They fly now. Please, please don't reference that movie. It was terrible. <laughs> of course, that's Cody's hot take. So, you know, take that for whatever you will. Um... Anyways, you you guys are able to spend the next four hours. Um, not only, Ozal, are you digging a trench, but the men get down there and they start putting stakes in the ground as you're pulling out on the second go-through. Uh, so you move five feet of earth. They throw down stakes uh, and kind of start knocking them into place to create spikes as you have this 10-foot-tall uh, trap now that runs the full length of the wall. So, 10 foot tall pit trap. Calamban, on the other side of the wall, you were able to use your enormous strength to reinforce the wall. Um, uh, with some of the other guardsmen's help, you're able to kind of shift things. So now the wall is now solid. It stands an even 15 feet tall by 10 feet wide. Uh, made of mixed material. And it's kind of has this raise to it, so you can stand uh, 
there's roughly five feet of wall above where you would be standing on this other side of the pit trap. So it's more like, you know, 25 feet to the bottom if you were to fall off and over. How long do you think we have until... Or I, I'll, I'll find Seth and ask him, how many... How long until the next attack, Seth, do you think? Um, it is... Uh, what did I say? We arrived at, at daytime. Yeah, we've been um, working so on refortifying the wall and I think training right. some of the people. So it's roughly, you know... 3 p.m. at this point for since your day since you've had your meeting uh, and you've dug your trench uh, and he says they shouldn't be attacking until tomorrow night so we have you know another uh, almost uh, 24 hours before the attack okay I'll spend um, time 26. if if the guard would like I can make the trench around the north like around this part of the wall, this part of the wall, you know, just yeah. so the whole city is trenched in. Okay, so you want to spend the next day and a half essentially doing the same thing of what you just did? or uh, I mean, it took me about an hour, a little over an hour, to do the the eastern portion of the wall, so at least like two or three, four hours. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll probably have to take a rest by then. But, uh, yeah, basically just continually. Oh, yeah, if you want to measure it, sure. I got you. So that's an hour right there, almost. Yep. Fudge just a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll spend the next three hours doing that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you do the same thing on the outside there. I will draw another blue line. Uh, and the other guards posted there will help you with the spikes and stuff. Fantastic. Um, at that point, if there's any, um, I know they were throwing the human corpses to the dire wolves, um, but you mentioned there were the dire bats, the zombies, and the dire wolf corpses. Um, I'll go to Seth and ask if they need any help burning those corpses. Um, I, he doesn't think that they need help with that. That's something they could probably handle. Okay. Um, I do have a question for you, Cody. Of course. The portal that was left in the Burgermaster's mansion, was that a permanent um, teleportation circle? It was an attempt to see if teleportation could be used in Barovia. Mm -hmm. um, being the setting itself, we've kind of alluded to this several times, point-to-point uh, -point teleportation via, like, uh, Blink or Misty Step is something that works. Long-distance teleportation inside Barovia is somewhat untested because most wizards either die at Strahd's hand um, or don't have the magical know-how. And definitely the gentleman who um, was experimenting with it, uh, with all the you know human ash that was laying around, uh, seems to have failed pretty hard, essentially, in doing that. So... Um, you have not experimented enough with it. You could try and go check out the circle now that you've learned the spell to see if there's missing parts to it, but you would have to, you know, try that out. Leaving Barovia, you know, is a complete failure. Um, teleporting out of Barovia is, is not a possibility. 
Yeah, I want to actually dispel magic on it just to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, totally. Sorry. I yeah. No, I have a theory of, like, that's probably not good that it's there. No. I feel uh, like, in a way, the Ifrit got here because of that. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. So I would like to, um, I guess if they don't need me there, I'll travel to the Burgermaster's Mansion, go up the attic, <clears throat> into the hidden room, and then dispel magic on the circle. Gone. Uh, I'm going to give you one more bonus, too. Uh, the extra 10 feet cubes of earth, sorry, I was going to try and say this earlier, uh, that you're moving have to go somewhere. So I'm going to say that they are reincorporated into the wall with Caliban's help to refortify the wall. So now that the walls now are completely fortified. Fantastic. Uh, with the help of the guards and with Caliban. Fantastic. Awesome. Let's go. Uh, Dini, your snake is able to eat approximately a quarter, in the, if you're doing it all day, <laughs> a quarter's worth of these large creatures. Sweet. Is there anything um, else you would, you would like to do? Yeah. I was actually going to ask, since... Uh, since we're going to be here a while, and since there's, uh, it seems like there's quite a few of those um, uh, Smiling God zombie guys still alive that they're using as bait. Uh, I'd like to see if it's possible if Stolas on the download can maybe like snack on one of these dudes like at least once a day. I'd be huh. happy to roll for it. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. Yay. Yeah, no, no need to roll for it. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Oh, yeah, no one's gonna notice one missing, right? Um, uh, yeah, that that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, uh, after a full day of being near all these dead bodies, Stolas is gonna want to go take a bath. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you uh, make your way back to the the Blue Water Inn where you guys are kind of staying. And are able to totally take a bath, recharge, and just kind of mow on <laughs> on those bodies. <laughs> uh, Marius, are you back? Max, he, I had um, double mute. I am. Uh, yeah. I am here. <laughs> I was like, you unmuted, but I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yes, uh, I am Max. here. You head to the ta uh, the St. Andrew's Church. Um, there is approximately 20 people kind of milling around. They have turned the church into a safe haven, so they've pushed pews together to make beds. Um, there's a couple people standing guard kind of where the tomb is at, headed down south. Uh, there's one or two like minor nobility that are still hanging out. Uh, what would you like to do? <sighs> Good day to you all. Uh, I don't know if we have met, but I am Marius Rudari. Uh, I will be beginning work here on the temple. Uh, but first, I would like to, to ask, have all of you had a, something to eat today? Uh, you, you get a smattering of applause as you enter St. Andrew's Church. Um, as they are so excited to finally have, and you're greeted with, you know, father, pastor, welcome. Um, these people, these caretakers. Um, yes, we have had, we've had our daily rations. Um, uh, the, the gentleman talking to you uh, named Porter 
Uh, he's kind of one of the older semi-nobility um, from the original town of Velaki. Uh, super excited to see you and to have you and kind of gives you a tour introducing you to you know the, the plethora of people that are in here. Thank you. I, I will take the time to meet all of them and introduce myself and shake their hands. There are uh, yeah. a few things that I, I, I have interest in, in here. Uh, first, I will be reworking this temple and uh, devoting it to not only the changing it from the Temple of the Smiling God, but back into St. Andrew's Church, uh, devoted to the Morning Lord. And I will also be sectioning off a portion to be devoted to the Night Mother. Uh, those of you that have already had your daily rations, I'm certain that there are those that haven't. If there are any hungry children within town, I would like you to go and find them and bring them here. And I will uh, cast a spell to produce food for them, as they are the ones that probably need the most to eat now. Um, you know, young nobleman, if you can, can you show me if there are any rubies left within uh, the temple here? I was told by Sean that most valuables of uh, the town have been stored here within the church. Uh, yeah, he takes you downstairs, uh, and there are three chests, essentially, that they have kind of taken from some of the, the noble houses in the district that was burning down. Um, there's probably 2,500 gold pieces uh, total in there. Um, probably $1,000 worth of art, or 1,000 gold pieces worth of art. Um, and roughly... 2,000, sorry, I'm rolling on my end over here. That's a lot. 2,000 um, GP worth of gems. And let me get percentile dice here. Yeah, I specifically need to know how many of them are rubies. 95% <laughs> of those are rubies. <laughs> Wonderful news! <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my okay, so wow. rubies. Let me whip out the calculator wow. here real quick and figure yeah. out how much 95% of 2000 is, right? Uh, oh my god. 1800, I believe. I believe you're right. 2000 uh, actually no, it's actually much higher than well, that. Well, 95900. Oh, of it. So <coughs> divide that by fifty. I love Ruby. Thirty-eight. So that's thirty-eight possible castings of continual flame. Perfect. Um, that's a lot. Yes, I, I will need these all ground into dust in order for me to uh, begin casting a spell to provide light around the perimeter of the town. Um, so. Yeah, he just. Uh kind of looks up at you and he's like um uh I, I i do not possess the skills to grind these unfortunately i we had a town blacksmith you might be able to ask him if he's still alive i don't know what happened with him slag is with has been with our group uh, i i have already uh, spoke with him so he'll he'll need pro these provided to him uh, I, I expect he'll be here shortly to begin setting up shops, since I believe his was burnt down. Yes, um, uh, I, I was curious, uh, Father Marius, 
um, being that you are the new shepherd of our, our church, um, are you teaching people? Are you taking on apprentices? Or, um, uh, after surviving the... Uh, that dire wolf attack and he pulls up his arm and he like just has this nasty good like gnarly scarred over gash that's infected he's like i i think that the night mother could could have another acolyte who could protect me oh my i why did you not mention this to me before um what is your name once more um i i i am of course your humble servant porter porter davian porter Davian Porter. Well, Davian, it is a pleasure to meet you, and if you wish to devote yourself to the Might Mother, she would be more than happy to provide you guidance. And yes, I will be teaching, but I will also be helping those that wish to devote themselves to the Morning Lord. I think faith is something that the town desperately needs at this point, and having those educated and powerful in their faith will help protect the town better. Uh, at which point, though, I will place my hand upon him, and I'll, uh, I'll cast a cure wounds on him. Perfect. Yeah, you uh, cleanse the wound of infection as it begins to kind of scar over the tissue knitting back together. Uh, and Porter and three of his brothers uh, are at your aid to help you kind of run errands for the day. Um, so they go get Slag. Slag sets up shop kind of in the cemetery. Um, a lot of the gravestones and like metal fencing has been stolen from multiple houses to reinforce this wall that has been recreated. So there's like not a lot of stone or metal kind of hanging out in the town. So Slag just kind of sets up wherever and he uh, uh, pulls the Prima Vista over, getting all of his stuff out um, uh, and kind of helps um, Ozol and... Um, Calamban, you know, prep for their departure to go get people uh, from Barovia. Uh, but he sets up shop and begins grinding down, like, all of your, your rubies is one of the first things he does. For our audience members, uh, I will be spending most of my time here over the next bit of coming days. Uh, as we've reached seventh level, I've gained access to the stone shape spell. I will be renovating the church in order to devote it to the Morning Lord and the Night Mother. I'll also be dedicating some areas of the church for our party members. Uh, I am currently working on building the map myself, and you will be able to see it maybe in the next episode or two from now. Could you, so, uh, could you explain what that uh, spell is, the stone one? I will, yes. So, uh, Stone Shape is a fourth level spell that I just got access to. As an action, a stone object of medium size or smaller or a section of stone no more than five feet in any dimension. Uh, you touch the stone object of medium size or smaller or a section of stone no more than five feet in any dimension and form it into any shape that suits your purpose. So, for example, you could shape a large rock into a weapon, idol, or coffer, or make a small passage through a wall. As long as the wall is less than five feet thick, you could also shape a stone door or its frame to seal the door shut. The object you create could, can have up to two hinges and a latch, but finer mechanical details is not possible. So I will be reworking much of the Temple of St. Andrew to uh, improve its purpose and utility for, for the party. 
That's a pretty cool spell. I can only cast the spell once per day, but uh, I will be able to do that. The besides casting continual flame on the uh, the items that we deem maybe some steel rods uh, that could be carried by the the uh, guardsmen along the perimeter of the fence. I will also be casting create food and water for the villagers to help supplement and add more food to the town. Uh, this spell is a, a, a one-action cast, 30-foot range. You create 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water on the ground or in containers within range, enough to sustain up to 15 humanoids or 5 steeds for 24 hours. The food is bland but nourishing and spoils if uneaten with after 24 hours. The water is clean and doesn't go bad. And I can cast that spell three times per day. So I can uh, feed up to 45 people. Dang. And that's what I, that is what I will be devoting my time to over the coming days. That's awesome. Wow, that's pretty nuts. Nice. There we go. Okay, uh, you do that, Marius. Is there anything else you want to accomplish today before I start narrating by weeks? No, there is not. Okay. Um, it was all you had private messaged me. You want to find at least one of your acolytes in the next couple days um, before you yeah leave. before before we leave yeah. to uh, pick up the uh, you know the few trips that we'll be doing to of pick course. people up. Uh, Ernest comes by. He's kind of. Uh, talking to Slag about the Prima Vista, being that they're both wagon guys, and it's it's the medieval equivalent of car talk, I suppose. Like, Damn, look at the ballista. You know, talking about the stats and headers and glass packs. Um, that's, anyways, that's, that's a joke for my car guys in the audience. Um, as uh, he kind of motions you over as you guys are packing up, uh, he kind of shows you another older gentleman, um, who is this? Uh, random D and D race generator. Generate character. He is a uh, human male. That's boring that I got that on the first go. We're going to say he's a gnome. Uh, named Arthur Westbrook, uh, who smiles up at you, uh, and he says, I, too, have studied in the mystical arts. And he waves his hands, and he casts presidigitations as fireworks shoots out of his hands. And he says, it's quite impressive, would you not say? Very much so, Arthur. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. What other spells do you know? Well, I'm pretty deft hand at illusion magic. And he uh, kind of creates this globe of darkness around you. Um, and he says, I also know the most deadly spell known to man. Uh, and he dispels the globe of magic and he kind of points uh, to some tall grass and he says, Magic Missile! And these three silvery bolts of force kind of 
take out some of the flowers in the grass. He goes, tucks his finger back in his pocket. Most impressive, Arthur. Most impressive. Uh, Cody, can I do an arcana check to um, get an idea of what level he is as a, as a wizard? Of course. All right, 22. He is a CR2 wizard. So, uh, almost level 1, according to uh, the DMB. He's like level 0.5. Okay. He's an aspiring wizard. Um, is Burn nearby, by chance? Uh, Burn, are you nearby helping load up the wagon? Or are you off eating steak and training men? What are you doing? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm by the wagon, um, getting Trundle all set up because he's a good boy. Yeah, I will um, walk to Burn and place my hand on his shoulder and sort of kind of pull him down so I can whisper into his ear. It's not that much I need to pull him down, but uh, just enough. And I'll say, Burn, would you uh, cast divine sense on young Arthur here? I want to be sure he's. Um, good spirited before he joins us on our travels boom, 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 boom. divine sense <laughs> you want to read it off burn for our fans or you want me to <laughs> uh, I think you're on mute bro My bad. I was on you. The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. Uh, as an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces until the end of your next turn. Um, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Um, that is not behind total cover. So this guy's kind of out in the open. So I should be able to get a ping off of this guy. Uh, do you want me to roll for that or? No, no, no. It just happens. Cody? Charisma um, or? Uh, Abdulio's comment probably is okay. my favorite. It says, all I know. the world is committed by gnomes. Um, you <laughs> burn. Uh, use your dragon god aspect of divine sense as your eyes kind of go slit really quick and then like a light silver as that dra draconic energy fills your body um you get the sound of wind chimes off this small gnome he uh, has a strong heart and does not smell like evil fantastic um does he have a, a spell casting focus or a spell book with him or is he just oh i gotta to tell him? you Oh, I was going to say, Ozal, I got to tell you, yeah. seems like a pretty good guy. Thank you, my boy. And I will turn and look at him, and uh, Cody, does he have a spell book with him or a spellcasting focus? Um, he has a shoddy spell book um, for this random char character generator that I made for this character. Uh, it okay. only has like four spells in it, and it's like fifth generation most like i said uh, there's not a lot of wizards in barovia that last very long so it's mostly just scraps of what he could find from some of the older archives kind of bound together in a book and his casting focus is a lump of coal uh that he has affixed to his right hand that he uh is like grasping with it and pointing with it and it's kind of got these little rope tendrils coming off of it as it's tied around the back of his hand 
Um, and he, he's very proud of it. Um, I would like to offer, and um, with no uh, disrespect intended, but in our, in our second episode, I picked up a crystal ball spellcasting focus. And uh, much later in the journey, I've also picked up an, an empty spell book that I've not used. And I will offer them and say, Arthur, I see you're very proud of your spellcasting focus. Though if you were to learn more spells, I think you'd need a much, much larger spell book. I'll present the blank spell book to him. And I will also offer him the uh, crystal ball and say... And if you would like as well, perhaps something slightly more durable, a crystal ball. And I'll pull it out of my component pouch. These are gifts for a king, he says to you, kind of looking looking up at you with his eyes just like really wide as he slowly begins to kind of tear up and he like wraps around your leg, hugging you. Thank you, my new master. I shall grow to be the strongest wizard to help defeat the evils of this world. And he begins blubbering and crying into your fancy white clothing. Uh, it's not tears. He's very excited. I'll pat him on the back. I guess on his head because he's so tiny. And I'll say thank you, Arthur. <laughs> I've Wherever very much... you go, my lord, I shall be at your side. I pledge Fucking my this guy. my life t- to you, Master Ozal. Forever shall I live in your honor as a wizard. And he bows. He bows, and he bows. He says, what is my first task as your acolyte, Master Ozal? My dear boy, stay with me. We will uh, supervise the loading. And um, very soon we will be on our way. But just please observe. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask. Remember, course, my boy. Of course, of course. The only dumb question is the question. Oh, Ozal. Doesn't he remind you a little bit of Meloc? <sighs> Meloc, I miss him so. You, you knew another? <sighs> As oh do God. I. We did. He was a wonderful bard, played some of the best music your ears will ever be fortunate enough to hear. I hope one day to meet the him. The little again. man could shred. That he could. Wonderful. Truly. Uh, he stands uncomfortably close to you uh, and watches everything you do for the next amount of time that you are <laughs> doing things. Uh, awesome. he, he has become your shadow in every sense. The adoring Fantastic. fan. I love exactly. it. I love everything about it. Um, he he even uh, begins asking you like a, a smattering of questions about like wizard attire and like what staff is the best staff. And, you know, what kind of clothing is in style? And should he get a pointy hat, too? Should he grow his facial hair out into a beard? Um, can, can he be the founding member of the, the Acolytes of Ozal, uh, the Supreme Wizard of Wise, uh, Teacher Supreme? All in due time, my boy. And uh, I will begin... Uh, I, I guess we can't get him any wizard robes made, I think, between now and then, but... Uh... I guess if that's a possibility, I think we have like a day before we have to leave. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I have that. a box of your old linens, Ozal. Oh, perhaps your sweat from those linens will help me with my magical power, for it is oozing off of you, my lord. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> those may be, may be slightly too large for our dear friend here. Let I me see what I can do. I with my magic missile. Precise cuts, of course. <laughs> I'll laugh and... 
Um, I'll place an arm around him and and uh, I'll, I'll see if we can can't find him uh, someone to draft him up some wiz- wizard robes quickly uh, for the journey tomorrow. Okay. Um, how much would those cost if I'm able to find somebody? Uh, like four gold. I mean, depending on how extravagant you want to go, anywhere between four and four hundred gold, right? Like, okay. Well, my clothes cost four hundred gold. You know, if you just want them like a like a like an Ozol fan hoodie, you probably have some of those somewhere in like from your original fan group. You know, your groupie in the Prima Vista. The Ozol like, and the way Jets. back in the closet. Yeah, no, I want it. him to have like a simple like the season one Ozol robes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, 50 gold, 10 gold? You you probably could uh, uh, spend some time with Arcana. Do you know the in, Enlarge Reduce spell at all? Uh, that I do not know. Okay. Uh, you, you ask around town, and they essentially take some of your old clothing and turn it into new clothing for him for, like, 5 gold. Well, I kind of want to... He's a little guy. Like it won't take too long. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. Perfect. So, um, I'll present him uh, the new clothing, and, and uh, you know, I guess we'll... Uh, uh, Cody, are we gonna? Are we planning to be here during the first attack, or are we gonna be That's gone a by very then? Very good question. I would say you're probably going to be gone by then. Okay. Well, then I will uh, load up into the uh, the cart and uh, see if we can't find a, a place for him to stay in the cart um, in the bottom, sort of where our lodgings are. He asks if he can be in the same room as you, so that he can observe you while you sleep, in case you have extra arcana magical techniques that you can do in your sleep. Uh, sure, that's fine. Okay. He will sleep on the floor next to your bed. All right. Um, well, then we will be on our way, I guess. And we'll cast our... Um, uh, I totally forgot the name of that spell. I'll, I'll have him sort of in the passenger area as I oh, yes. ritual cast Phantom Steed and show him the incantation and uh, a full quartet of of steeds will be summoned and uh, we'll be on our way with, uh, I guess, basically an empty uh, cart. Caliban came with you. Yeah, with Caliban, just us three, as we begin journeying towards Velaki. Okay. Um... You Let's mean towards see. the village of Barovia? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. East. Yeah, towards Barovia. Um, along the journey, the first spells that I will begin to teach him are Mage Armor and Shield. Um, and uh, that's how we'll spend, I guess, the first few days of travel. Uh, while everyone in Vlaki does what they need to do for the first attack. Okay. Um, burn... And Stolas, I will have you guys just roll percentile dice for me. Uh, that would be D100s, one time. What the hell is that? 71 from Stolas. Uh, D100s, sorry, Dean. That's what the percentile dice are. Did it go through? And a two from Burn. Oh. Seven. Okay. Um, no, that's good. So as long as one of you has rolled above 50, the tower Sorry, it, it, I clicked no and it didn't go through, so I... That's okay. No worries. You're good. Uh, you guys are able to fight off the first wave of these creatures. Um, I'm lagging Largely really do. 
Huh? Yeah, you're lagging just a bit, Dean, but we'll get there. Oh, sorry. Um, largely due to the pit that Ozal dug around and Calamban's reinformation of the walls, um, you guys are able to fight off the first wave, the second wave, and the third wave with minimal casualties. Um, actually, no casualties, because Stolas rolled 71, and you needed to beat 50, uh, just one of you. Um, it came at night. Uh, you know, minor injuries from, you know, claws or bats kind of flying over the wall. Uh, but with your new fortifications, you are able to easily beat back these forces. Uh, during the day, men go down in the pits. They, you know, respike and resharpen the sticks down there. They pull the bodies out and begin burning them. Um, I will also have you burn roll a d20. And Marius, I will have you roll percentile dice. I was about to say, I am also still within the town. I, I did not go on the trip to the village of Barovia. You, but your main focus seems to be the church, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but it would not dissuade me from going and fighting. It does. The stone shape spell is only an action, and so is all of the other spells, uh, I believe. The only one that takes a little time is the... Uh, let's see here. The continual flame spell... Or no, the... All of the spells are only in action, so I mean. Okay, so you're. Oh, I'm. My, my apologies. I kind of figured that would be your your next day's worth of thing was working on, you know, training acolytes. We'll, we'll get to that. I figured you were yeah, just yeah. going to be in the church most of the day, but um, uh, that's okay. My percentage dice is a seventy-five. Perfect. Um, Burn with your seventeen, you are able to kind of pick out leaders uh, at each gate, um, give them pointers start teaching them how to swing their weapons, formations of battle, right? Uh, all the things that a paladin, the, the right hand of the church is good at, it, the fighting part. The faith is kind of just that added flavor of like, uh, you know, Mary full of grace, slice this man in the face, right? Um, you roar the, the battle cry of Bahamut as you wait into battle with these gentlemen and they, they come to regard you in the, the next coming week as a strong leader and they learn from you very quickly. Marius, um, three gentlemen, um, all of which are of uh, my notes here. Uh, the Porter family uh, begin uh, asking you questions about you know, the Night Mother, how to become priests. Um, they take to the cloth relatively quickly, um, trying to you know recover manuscripts of not only the night mother's teaching but you know some of this uh unknown sun god that was in barovia they help you with your tasks around the church um they run errands for you you get your continual flames all built in the first day uh where would you like to put those if you want to put uh like a hot pink color like circles along the wall or wherever you want to put them if you want to put all i think you said 16 of those on my map it, that would be great it would be 38 and I can only oh. do three three per day. Okay. So if you want to put those 38 out, well, that'll be represented for the month. I can um, And we'll kind of, you know, section by section, you can do three or whatever and you can tell me where you're starting with them. And okay. that is going to lower the checks for battle if they are put on the walls uh, for defense because they are no longer like unreliable torches that uh, produce heat and smoke and stuff. 
I'll work on that for you. Um, Perfect. But your uh, your first week with that uh, seventy five goes by swimmingly. Uh, Ozol and Calamban, go ahead and roll me the on the left hand side mark. There is a dice button. If you look at Ozol's, it's right above the question mark. And then you scroll down to D100s and you just click it once. 48. So Perfect. 48. I lost my real quick. That's okay. Okay, which dice am I rolling real quick? I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. There's one on the the um, bottom that says D100s. It yep. has like two D10s. Yep. Go ahead and click that one time. 69! Oh, yeah. Here we go. Sexy. Nice. Magic number, baby. Hell yeah. Um, you guys make haste uh, like no other. Uh, there's not a lot of weight in the Prima Vista. Uh, you guys push through as fast and as hard as you can. Uh, cutting your week's worth of travel into uh, four days. You shave three days off, being that you are no longer laden. Uh, in that time frame, Mark, you actually um, get to the, the, the gate of Barovia itself and spot on the kind of the roadside outside the gate a cube of gold. It is a four-inch by four-inch cube of gold. Uh, which is your, your treasure. Uh, and carved into it, it seems to be uh, like mosaics of some sort of tribe, uh, roughly worth a thousand gold pieces. Can, can I take it, or do I have to break into it? Oh, no, you, you don't have to break into it. It is your, your treasure that you were rolled by uh, uh, our wonderful go. Patreons. These Patreons, there's something special. I feel blessed. We love them so much. Thank you, guys. And the accursed land. I feel it. Um, uh, when you get there, they have two other wagons uh, with a team of people ready to go. You're not going to be able to make as fast of time as you guys were able to in the Prima Vista, uh, but you will be able to take those 50 people back from the town. Uh, most of them are like women, children, the elderly. Um, you have some strong young men and some older men that are, you know, guards that kind of hop in the Prima Vista to help out with the, the ballista and bows and things like that on the assault deck. Um, and then a couple per each wagon as you guys begin to head back um, in week two. Uh, Ozol, roll me an Arcana check. Copy that. Arcana check is a 17. You realize in the first couple days of teaching Arthur that abjuration magic, uh, the shield spell and the mage armor is not really his main focus when it comes to uh, casting spells. He, he actually struggles with it really hard. He's able to, to kind of get the basic spells into his book, learning how to copy from your spell book with time and the gold cost of the ink and you know his new book which kind of, some of that's kind of negated because you've given him the tools to do that um he really excels the evocation so if you start teaching him like firebolt that kind of thing uh 
that's kind of a more towards his skill set. Uh, he's a he's kind of a boom wizard, uh, along with the illusion spells. So if you have anything in those two spells, he can learn them much faster than he will be able to for abjuration, necromancy. You said uh, that the other ones. Which um, real quick, you said which two illusion, illusion and evocation. Okay, um, and you said he was an older guy, or is he like a kid? He seems like a kid. Uh, he is like uh, older for a gnome, but uh, <laughs> devoted to you. Um, you know, like mid thirties. You know, okay. you think he's kind of lived a very sheltered life, being one of the few gnomes in in Barovia. Gotcha. I'll I'll explain to him, um, Arthur. These spells may be difficult for you to learn, but. They've saved my life many times. It's very important that you learn both of these spells. Mage armor will make you more durable. And shield will protect you from different damage of the elements. And also from other users of magic missile. I will um, continue to drill him on him because those are actually very important. Um, but sort of in between, I'll also begin teaching him Firebolt. Just kind of... As, as a bit of a reward um, for for taking the time to learn those spells. Um, and uh, let me see. How does he do with conjuration spells? Um, he is odd at them, being able to create, you know, something from nothing. Uh, but it's kind of a neutral territory. He's able to learn them relatively quickly, but it's not a strength or a weakness for him. Okay, well then I will teach him Disguise Self, uh, which is an illusion spell. And I'll just let him know that though he can disguise himself, he can only make himself about a foot taller or a foot shorter, so to keep that in mind. Um, and uh, I'll also teach him uh, Light Cantrip. Perfect, yeah. He uh, As he's learning those spells on the week back... He uh, transforms himself and disguises himself as a miniature you and kind of takes on your voice and he says, I am the greatest living wizard that Barovia has ever known. Fear <laughs> me. And he uh, takes his little chunk of coal that he had as a spellcasting focus and casts light on it and throws it into the forest and then kind of stands there stoically as the light spell kind of like fades out as he stops focusing on it. Um <laughs> and just is is very impressed and, and awed at your magical prowess. And just to kind of sh show him a bit more magic, I'll use Mage Hand to retrieve the uh, coal from the forest and uh, bring it back to the cart. God, yeah, he's just so impressed at this ghostly hand that is able to to grasp it, at it. And it would be invisible because it it's uh, telekinetic. He's even more impressed that you were lifting things with your mind. <laughs> Oh, I love this kid. Um, fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's what I would like to teach him. And I'll also just kind of hang out with Caliban as well, just work on sword forms and axe forms, stuff like that, just to kill the time. Caliban, how, uh, how are you spending your time reuniting the peoples of Barovia? Here, I'm mute, bro. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm oh, there he is. Oh, sorry. 
I'm trying. I'm uh, training all the townsfolk that I can, and uh, oh, fortifying defenses. Oh no, you're on the battle cart, my guy. You're, you're, tell- oh, you're transporting people cart. from one town to another. Fell asleep. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, I went down to take okay. a piss real quick. I was jumping back Jesus, up. So tra- let us know in private chat when you're leaving. <laughs> I came back real quick. <laughs> it's okay. You're doing great. You haven't fallen asleep yet, so I'm proud of you. I uh, love you guys. I just, uh, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm just, I'm training everybody. So, I'm trying to Maybe like some group exercise kind of thing, getting them ready to learn how to wield swords, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to to teach them how to use heavy weapons. Yeah, the the guardsmen on the assault deck uh, train with you well. They are kind of these grizzled guards from the walls of Barovia who have some battle experience, but they, uh have never really dealt with a, a dragonborn, let alone one who moves at the ferocity of a, a charging dire bear, uh, who's strong and fast and can breathe fire and you know has this axe that gives off magical cold energy. Uh, you're able to help expedite the training for these men on the battle boat or the battle cart um, that are there. So there's probably you know uh, 15 guards just on the boat alone or on the sorry cart alone. Um, that you train in and out. You teach them how to use the ballista. You work with them in hand-to-hand combat as long as martial weapons. Uh, you guys kind of have throwing contests when you guys stop to uh, you know, go potty or make camp or whatever. Um, how, to, how to make martial weapons out of some of the natural environments like uh, javelins out of wood and that kind of thing. Uh, so by the time they get back to Barovia, or to Velaki from Barovia, they're going to be kind of more up to speed uh, with Burns training perfect Stolas we're going to cut back to you it's been a week um, what else are you doing in this time frame other than feeding your elder elder deity these living beings um, well it kind of seems like the walls are uh, at least on the, the inner wall is pretty well fortified but um, I don't think anyone's really made any efforts to to, I guess, fix the outer wall that is, you know, I guess no longer being used. Um, if I'm able to use the snake to, I guess, move, uh, I guess, uh, wooden walls to kind of, I don't know, plug up all the holes that the beasts have made, um, I'd like to try to do that. Because there's some sections where there's, like, huge... Like, the gates are destroyed, it looks like, and there's sections of the wall that are missing. So, um, if we can get both walls up, you know, it would be, I think... uh, You're trying to save Wall Mario? Is that what you're telling me? Huh? You're trying to save Wall Mario? What does that mean? That's an attack on Titan joke. Sorry. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, right. yeah, yeah. So, basically, they can reclaim the land that was lost to them eventually, uh, but in a pinch, they can keep this kind of, uh, I guess, uh, temporary wall up as long as they want. Okay. Hmm. The, uh, hmm, hmm. You, why don't you click on one of those gray squares 
and over the next week, I will allow you to move kind of two of them, or gray slash red slash black squares. I will allow you to move two of them out to be reclaimable territory, either in resources or that kind of thing. The The temporary wall, now that Ozal has kind of built this trench around the, the new wall, it's going to be a little bit harder to do. Uh, on top of that, most of these buildings have either been mostly stripped to rebuild the new wall and other buildings and like the sawmill and those resources have been allocated elsewhere uh, or burned. Uh, a lot of it was from Van Richten, you know, creating distractions. Some of it was from uh, these beasts, you know, that uh, were capitalizing on these weak points in the houses and kind of destroying some of the wood nature. Some of it has been from some of the powerful storms that, you know, roll through from the lake area. So uh, you can give me two two larger circles and we can maybe take those off as potential reclaimable land. Hmm, okay. The north is probably gonna be a little bit easier to reclaim being that half of the wall is still up over there than the east is going to be. Yeah, I was thinking that the north makes more sense because eventually I think these people might want to access the lake. So, in relative safety, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, so, two of the gray, gray circles? Uh, gray, red, or uh, blackish ones. Yeah, either of those two. Okay. Um... I guess the first thing that makes sense is probably to fix the gate part. Uh, this one so, right here. I'm trying here. to... There we go. That one. Okay. So that at least that one is functional. And... Um, I guess... Well, I'll just move down the line. This one here. This one? Yeah. Slowly but surely. Totally. Um, that one's on the actual map layer. Also, I don't think it's... I don't think it's possible for Stolas early teaching anyone how to use magic, but if there's anyone in town that can use his skills as a spellcaster... Uh, I would also like to maybe help them out too. Of course, yeah, we can uh, we can start looking. I have one other thing for you, but it doesn't kick in until next week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you guys are able to slowly clear and start putting up uh, kind of this light blue area right here, um, pushing together some of the other buildings create a makeshift wall with your snake and uh, some of the guards help slowly reclaiming this territory. Um, uh, they haven't been able to put the, the gates are still kind of there. They're just kind of hanging loose, but you, you are able to create uh, temporary barricades that could later be expanded upon with more help. Awesome. Perfect. Actually, I'm gonna make that yellow instead of blue. This town is going to be so well lit. <laughs> there are torches is. everywhere. Amazing. All right. Um, 
burn. Uh, why don't you give me another roll for training? So, uh, d20. Dean. What's up? Uh, will you me? give me just another uh, d20 athletics roll um, for teaching these uh, soldiers? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Am I, um, <clears throat> am I still lagging or can you hear me okay? No, you sound great. You sound sexy. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's still above 10, which is what I rolled. That's okay. Um, you guys, during the day, as this week go by, um, start taking small contingents of guards. And Ozil, if you want to zoom out on the map a little bit, uh, like all the way out. On the northwestern side, where I've put those three circles, the red and gray ones, those are natural resources that you guys begin to log. So you start taking armed troops out actually start clearing some of the woods to bring back some of these natural resources for the town um they they don't learn a lot um combat wise but what they do get in is a lot of physical conditioning that they wouldn't otherwise have uh helping facilitate moving of woods being alert in the woods uh first they're really skittish um most barovians are have been taught from a young age not to go into the woods and it's terrifying um <laughs> Will you post up Julio's comment as well, Ozo? And uh, just, it's amazing. Uh, so, and you're you're able to successfully kind of keep the training going uh, in an <laughs> upward position. You have not stalled. Um, you want to go and read that comment? Yeah. Training montage. Hearts on fire. Strong desire. Rage deep within hearts on fire. Fevers rise in. High the moment of truth draws near. I believe it's a song, Hearts on, Hearts on Fire. Yeah, that's from uh, uh, Rocky IV. Yeah. He defeated the Iron Curtain all there by himself. <laughs> we, need a, we need a Rocky IV right now for gas prices, unfortunately. Thank you, Abdulio. Thank you. Uh, Marius, I'm going to have you make two rolls. Uh, one being a religion roll. Uh, the other being a D100. Alrighty, then I will do that for you. First one uh, will be the religion roll. I rolled a 19. Perfect. And Your... the per percentage oh, roll is also a 19. Okay. Um, you get caught up a little bit in preaching, I guess, or teaching. You get so enthusiastic about the Night Mother's uh, blessings. Um, that some of the other things that are happening in the church don't necessarily stall, but take a little longer than you would like um, with some of the renovations happening. But your acolytes definitely begin coming actual, like, fathers. They're they are starting to be well-versed in the, the Night Mother's teaching, um, rites, rituals, uh, even some of them learning some divine magic as week two begins to pass. Well, the uh, the first blessing that they're granted when they devote themselves to the Night Mother and gain their first level of clergy uh, is the Eyes of the Night. 
and the first tasking that I will give to the Porter brothers is to join the nightly watch uh, on each around town, as they will have better vision than any other human within the, the town, as yeah. their eyes change to the, the glowing red color that mine used to be before I was blessed with the seraph uh, gift. Perfect. So they will become active members of the Watch as part <coughs> of their devotion to the Night Mother and to their town. And that will be a requirement for anyone that d decides to devote themselves to cl the clergy is to become a member of the Watch and help protect the rest uh, at night. That's perfect. Um, you, you do that. They take up a position at each of the three gates uh the wood the gates to the woods the east gate and the new or excuse me the new east gate and the sun gate the the west gate uh they are able to point out you know incoming beasts as they come in to more effectively use archers at nighttime if you don't remember the dark vision of those with the eyes of the night is 300 feet Oh, yeah. And they're, they're also able to take out more bats so they don't start swooping into the city to cause havoc uh, from the air. So they, uh, they are very effective in their uh, training. Um, they will also tag along uh, once a week for martial training with Burn to help understand tactics and language of uh, battle, if that makes sense. Um, just so that they can have a better grip uh, under their leadership. Uh, also, in this week time frame, what happens with the church? Do you have a week-by-week -week basis or an idea of what's happening there? Uh, basically, every day that I can, I will be crafting more of the continual flame. I'll uh, take day, a single day. I c each day I can do one five-foot segment of the temple to uh, rework. I'll be starting with the uh, the Undercroft to craft the new vault room that I want to use. That that will take a bit of time. Um, and then ideally we'd work on the towers and whatnot. But uh, besides teaching, creating food and water, and doing the continual flame, I mean, each of those will only take maybe an hour worth of time uh, okay. since I only have a limited number of castings. And then mostly it will be... You know, taking care of the temple, taking care of the people that come in, providing food and shelter, uh, and just kind of working on cleaning things up to make it more presentable. Um, Slag will approach you uh, during some of his downtime uh, when some of the metals are kind of resting from being forged uh, and kind of uh, come down into the undercroft as you're working and ask you if you want some form of mechanical alarms if this room is breached in any way. Uh, yes, I actually would like you to uh, begin designing a way to conceal the room, because ideally I wish for this to be a hidden place. And mm. while it's under being constructed, I don't want anyone else to be entering downstairs. So I'll yeah. make sure that, that uh, I, I keep that blocked off. He, he's like, uh, I have just the thing. I've been working on something for the Prima Vista, but I think I can repurpose it. And he like goes sprinting up the stairs and comes back down with this uh, sphere. And it looks like, looks like it's made of like pure polished obsidian, um, probably six inches across. And he's like, check this out. 
and he focuses really hard on it, and the sphere begins to kind of gently levitate out of his hands, uh, and then to the ground, and it hovers about six feet off the ground, and it projects a 60-foot-wide field uh, that begins to mask the areas. Uh, he starts to kind of refine the magic on it to clear off any of the doorways and things to make them look like they're uh, parts of stone. So, like... Um, into the Undercroft, how there was that, like, large marble um, flagstone that was kind of torn down so they could get into the lower part. That almost, like, reappears as if it was there and never broken down uh, to conceal this place. And it has several contingencies on the way down those stairs uh, so that if we walk through one wall, they kind of see, like, another one and, like, fake cobwebs and stuff. And he's like, I originally wanted to do this as a for the Prima Vista and repurpose it as a um, pass without a trace spell on the, the vehicle so we could move silently through the night. But I think for now I can repurpose it as a permanent fixture in this vault if you would like. That would be perfect. Thank you. Uh, he kind of begins to work with you to obtain uh, a tune to the orb um, so that this this area also has an alarm spell, which will alert you if anyone does go past the illusion. That sounds fantastic. Thank you, Slag. That is very, extremely useful. Concealment orb alarm spell. I'm taking notes while we're doing this, too, for further updating. Yeah. Ozol, back to you. In between teaching, you are kind of asking the people of Barovia for rumors about this black wizard. Half of them just sound like hokum. <laughs> um, people making up scary stories about this dark wizard who walks through the woods. Most of them seem like they're based off of Strahd um, in one form or another. But you get a person who is a like a woodsman. He's a, one of the townspeople who hunts through the woods, killing animals, bringing back food, trapping for furs, that kind of thing, who is able to tell you that he has records of a moving tower um, or house. You're not quite sure. One of the two that appears in the woods, gives off this like spooky ethereal glow, Sometimes it's just a doorway in the woods that kind of gently glows. Sometimes it's nothing, but he sees a man disappear uh, like through a tree uh, of this black, black rose robed wizard, mostly towards the Mount Baratok area, which is in the north of Castle Ravenloft, or past Castle Ravenloft. So if we go to this, we'll zoom out. Oh, come on, roll 20. There we go. Uh, up here. Uh, and he begins to kind of scribble on the map of some of the areas north of Lake Zarevich um, to give you sighting information as to where he's seen it. So the two confirmed sightings where he's seen it is here, on that M, and here, on that M. 
kind of straining across here. Uh, Mount Baratok actually lays this direction, and he kind of gives you that. So if you zoom out a little bit, I put the, the arrow onto where actually Mount Baratok is. Um, and this traveling mad mage of the black robes. And you're, you're able to suss out that it's also not Ozal the Defiler. Um, as reports of him coming across towns, seeking information on you, start to get back to your ears as well. Of um, visitors kind of going missing and things. You guys make it back from uh, the Barovia to Velaki on your first way back. Um, more troops are offloaded, more people for the cause. That's an extra 50 people for your town. Um, yeah. And that week two goes by with no hitches. Uh, getting into weeks three and four, uh, let's just have everyone roll D100s twice. Uh, 37 and 43 for Ozal. Okay. Marius Rodari, 88, 88 and 37. 37. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 93 and 1 for Stolas. Oof. How many? 93? Yeah, oh, two D100s. Oh my god. And go and roll yours too, Mark. Oh, mine too? Yep. 33 and 50. And 44. <laughs> uh, One 44. more, Mark. 44 and 48 for Caliban. Oh Perfect. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list here. Uh, Ozol. Your second week back has not as much information on this wizard as you would like. Um, your travel is fine. I'm going to use that as your 43. Um, the travel back and forth is totally fine. You're able to memorize your spells. Um, you're able to keep training. You gain another acolyte who's a dusk elf. Um, and we can get the character name for her later. Uh, you're able to find two of three total acolytes that you wanted. And one more sighting of this mad mage uh, to the north of Lake Zarevich. Uh, almost as if he's just haunting this whole upper area of the woods. Okay. Anything else you wanted to do in your weeks that I have not covered this month? Uh, I think I'd just like to continue teaching my acolytes some very important spells. Um, you know, absorb elements, of course, mage armor, shield, find familiar... Detect magic, identify, um, forgive me, I think I may have said it, find familiar, um, magic missile for the new, uh, acolyte if she doesn't know it, uh, disguise self, uh, sleep, since they're so low level, sleep could be very important for them, uh, you know, just basically the, the classic level one wizard spells, uh, cantrips, firebolt, light, prestidigitation, minor illusion, um, just as much of the lower level spells that are going to kind of carry them on to level two spells as I can teach them. Okay. Um, also, I sent you a Facebook message for later. Um, Say that Marius one more time? I sent you a Facebook message in regards to oh, okay. that. Um, Marius, your, your stuff goes off without a hitch. The 88, you're able to complete all of the transformations you want to complete in this month period. The 37, um, your 
acolytes of uh, your, I'm sorry, your clerics to be stall a little bit in their training, uh, having a, a harder grasp on some of the, the higher level things. Uh, but they still mostly make progress as you begin to kind of form this parish uh, as a um, temple for you. Okay. Anything else that I have not covered that you would like to, to talk about? Uh, the only other thing that I desire is uh, making sure that we take any leftover silver that's available, melting that down and, and silvering the weapons of those on the guard. Yes. Um, roll me... Actually, I'm going to do it this time. You are able to make 43 silvered weapons. Perfect. Go ahead and write that down somewhere for later. Um, Stolos. You have one of two choices. Um, a, I have a secondary plot hook that, that involves the lake I could include you in, or you could finish your wall. Oh, I'll take the plot thing that you worked on. For cool. sure. As your snake, and you are kind of out during the day with this small contingent of guards and burn, kind of working on the, the northern wall, reclaiming things, you feel the otherworldly presence of something call to you from the lake's edge. Ooh. You're not that... quite sure what it is, but it's alien and ethereal in a in a way that you feel against Hadar. Uh, okay. So at some point in the future, you may want to answer said call from the lake. Okay. Uh, but uh, I will would, add that. Would to you your say it's something uh, like what kind of feeling it would uh, kind of invoke? What is your roll me insight? Okay. There you go, character sheet. There you are. Nice. The telepathic message doesn't come across as a person-to-person -person telepathy. Uh, it brushes up against the edges of your typical telepathy, almost how you, when you use your aberrant mind feature from person-to-person, -person, it's, you know, rapidly translated thoughts, and it's, it can be a lot of data, Right. This caresses the edge of your mind without actually probing into it. Uh, and it sends feelings of recognition and kinship. And you're able to form a vague outline of the waves, the top of the lake, like glass. And almost like cinematically like in a movie as like when the camera pans down into the water for like the Meg or Jaws or something. And it, like it goes from like sunlight level to darker and colder, and you get this feeling of like intense cold power, kind of like what you feel with Hadar. Except Hadar is instead of just radiating power, radiates hunger as well. But you you think this might be a result of also feeding these bodies that you've kind of opened yourself up 
not only in becoming an aberrant horror yourself, but in the aberrant world. And you feel a greater aberration in the water as you can make out large tendrils, almost ethereal-like in this vision of the water, stretching from the very top, just barely poking out of the water, all the way to the bottom of the lake. And then it fades. But it calls to you. Very cool. I'm definitely going to want to check that. Uh, but uh, with kind of the polar opposite of the one, it's kind of one of those things that you get so obsessed about this, this thought and this feeling, but not wanting to go off by yourself that you kind of lose sight of this uh, material plane, right? The, the wall kind of doesn't get finished. Um, you are also able to find in kind of some of the other rubble remnants of a cult. There's not a lot of like name or scratching or like specifically, but you think it has to deal with this calling. You actually find a, a book with alien like um, cryptic runes in it. So that kind of starts to con consume you a little bit in the uh, warlock side of things. Great. I'll check out the book when I get some free time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anything else that I have not touched upon for you, Snow Uh Is it something that uh, I can read? Like, what language is it? It is a language that you do not speak currently. You could spend some time, like, hunting down maybe a key, potentially, or uh, maybe leveling up could give you something more for it. Cool. But. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Perfect. For book. I agree with you, Abdulio. I agree. Uh, Burn, the Dawnbringer. Um, week three, your men are sore and tired. Uh, you got a 33, you were looking for at least 40 on that, but that's okay. Uh, they don't make backwards progress. They just, they can't keep up with a personal adventure, let alone a Goliath. Like, you being able to just, like, pick up direwolf corpses and throw them across the battlefield uh, is just something they cannot martially keep up with. But in the final week of training, you have formed what I like to call the Battle Brothers. Uh, 25 of your best trained men. Um, nice. They're well-armed, they're well-trained, and they move as an absolute tactical unit, utterly decimating these killing fields. Sweet. Anything that I have not covered that you would like for me to? Um, no, that's kind of all I was doing was helping train these guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. These, uh, these battle boys and these brothers, they form a great bond. You, uh, you guys eat a whole cow in one night. Yeah. Um, it's just this huge steak roast. And uh, Ozal's back at some point. He's just like slinging fire so you guys can cook meat hibachi style. Hell yeah. Got some cabeza de vaca. Yeah. Uh, and you are given your fire gem, so I'll add your fire to that sword as well. Um, oh. Nice. Do I get my cloak of protection? You do, so I will link that to you as well and add plus one to your AC. Hell yeah. 
Um, Dini, you get your alchemy jug. Hell yeah. Um, Time to mix up officially leveled up to seven now. You guys are officially level seven. Uh, Mark, your bear skin is awaiting you when you get back, so I'll add plus one to your AC. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby, let's go. You, you fucking angel, I love you. Hell yeah. Uh, you guys make it back. Um, Ozal, with your two new acolytes, they take the training quite well uh, and begin to kind of make a home in Velaki where they begin to study and accumulate knowledge and uh, you know look forward to hearing from messages from you. Um, um. I believe um, part of what Marius was doing was also creating a bit of a space in one of the towers of the church. Um, yes. If that I did not... happen, they can uh, stay there, I guess. Perfect. Uh, well, then I will come back to you and I will hop to Marius then. Sure. Uh, Marius, your construction is complete. Your torches have been made. Uh, your vault is complete. Your other spaces for Stolas and uh, Ozal are complete. Your three fathers uh, begin to work for the church itself um, in this kind of church of duality. Uh, you can tell me which uh, two for Nightmother, one for the Sun God, or what do you want to do for that? It is purely up to them who they wish to devote themselves to. I, now, I am not a follower of the Morning Lord, but I believe in having both sides of the same coin worshipped. Uh, those that I will personally teach, and otherwise I will provide advice for those that are more interested in the Morning Lord. Uh, whatever the uh, the Porter Trio wish to do is up to them. Okay. Or or any other uh, believer that lives within Velaki is welcome to come and learn. All right. Are you founding like a parish school of some sort inside Essen the, the church? Essentially, that is what is uh, happening within the temple. Uh, however, I have not been fashioning living quarters within the temple, so people will still need to go and live outside of the church. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the the brothers will you know kind of take your knowledge and and pass it on to the best of their ability. Looking forward to each time you come back, uh, helping them grow learn and share the night mother's will um do you key them into any of the inner workings of the night mother yet other than she's been trapped or anything like that uh I, i'll provide them the book but um I'll, and and those that truly devote themselves to the night mother yes i will share the share with them what my mission is currently okay these three are so. definitely the most committed out of anyone okay good to know uh i would say for now that that is my personal quest to the Night Mother to go and free her, but I think it's better suited for them to stay here and help the town heal. Okay. Awesome. Um, you also catch wind of the actual location of Argonvost Hold. Um, they uh, like talking about the town and like things around it. It just comes up as this accursed place. Uh, that was just decimated, supposedly. Um, and they think that part of the reason why no one has really come from the West is that the, the revenant activity on the road has kind of picked up. 
uh, and almost like guarding now that there are no longer these, you know, crazy inquisitors traveling the road. You guys have some patrols that go out with helping with Wizards of Wine, but the reports kind of southeast of the road um, of these revenants kind of wandering and wearing this silvered armor with dragon, with like uh, blue and white dragon imagery, imagery on it. Um, kind of starts to spread through the town. Hmm. Well then, maybe that's something we'll no need to go and get corrected because we definitely want the wine to continue to flow to here from the Wizards of Wine Vineyard. Uh, I think once everyone else returns from the trip to recovering the, the other villagers of Bar uh, Barovia and bring them here to Volaki, we will be making our way that to the west. Of course. Uh until then, though, I'll continue to train and teach everyone. Uh, something rather profound happens, though. After about half of the time uh, that has passed, eventually uh, my form reverts back to that of what I was previously. Uh, just my eyes return to their red color, and my wings have disappeared, and I return to my normal form. Uh, for those that are returning to town. Perfect. Wow. Uh, about this time, it was all you guys kind of roll into town. You want to talk about your adventures a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I take it the journey went pretty well. I have two acolytes under my belt. Uh, Arthur and then the unnamed Dusk Elf. Uh, they've all... Uh, learned quite a few um, spells that will serve them well for levels 1 through 3. So uh, the list that I sent Cody was Firebolt, Minor Illusion, Prestidigitation, Light, Absorb Elements, Find Familiar, Ice Knife, Detect Magic, Identify Mage Armor, Magic Missile, Shield, Sleep, Disguise Self, and Protection from Good and Evil. Uh, being a low-level wizard, a lot of these spells are basically like protection spells for yourself because uh, you're kind of squishy in the early game. And, uh, yeah, I will, uh, enter town and, um, uh, introduce, uh, my, uh, acolytes, uh, to the townspeople, um, and just let them know that, that they should be shown the same respect as an extension of myself and that, uh, they're going to be helping around town. Uh, and then I will, uh, catch back up with Burn and see how, uh, the the few weeks to a month has been for him. How has things gone, Bert? <clears throat> Excellent, Ozol. I've been training these men for many nights. And they have formed quite the brotherhood and should be very formidable in battle. Your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. Uh, oh, yes. Very. <laughs> They'll do their job. <laughs> um, yeah, this is fantastic. Fantastic. Well done, my boy. Well done. Have the raids ceased from the direwolves and the zombies and the bats? It's been pretty quiet around here, save for a few skirmishes, but uh, not as bad as I was anticipating, which is good because 
the boys needed. Many nights of practice. They're not as powerful as I was hoping, but they'll get the job done. Would you like to show me what you've taught them? Um, I mean, you've seen me in action, Ozal. So, I'm pretty sure you could kind of imagine what I've taught them. But wearing armor properly, uh, suiting up is not as easy as one might think. And uh, I think we spent a week just on learning how to put on armor. It was kind of frustrating. Wanted to quit a few times, but I knew I couldn't. But uh, good old swing of the sword and the axe was all it took to uh, teach these men. I'm very proud of you, Burn. Caliban was much help as well. We were able to get... Uh, both sets of townsfolk here and without any trouble not much of uh, any sort of encounters on the road to speak of and uh, my acolytes have done very well was Caliban able to train people on the road he did Caliban please share your experience I put the work in I showed them how to uh, two hand uh weaponized themselves and there had a little confidence hopefully I, sh I, th I showed them how to how to put it in their hand and how to do some damage and listen that's as a man that's all you can do you know are we talking about that's combat Caliban? uh well you know I think it's a confidence thing too confidence helps yeah Jesus Christ. How many, uh, how many able-bodied people did you guys bring with you? Uh, this would make 100, my dear boy. 50 in the first, okay. 50 in the second. Wow. The battle card served you well. It did. It's a big, that battle how card many is, are... It's a big battle card. Oh, yeah. How many of them are fighting capable? That would be a question for Cody. Uh, about a third. About a third, my dear boy. About 30, 35. Okay. Yeah. That'll be nice to add to the ranks. And since I think Caliban trained them, I don't need to uh, spend more time on that. It's but I think the, the, the rest of them, I don't think they would be willing to give themselves up. They would be able to fight for their lives. So they might not be battle ready. But they're not ready to give up either. So the the people are uh, battle battle hardened at this point. The, uh, the there's an interesting almost duality uh, amongst the guards now. Um, That's good to hear. Burns like strict disciplinary action of ranks versus Caliban's extreme savagery and wild, uh, you know, overwhelmed by force makes them a very very strong militant town. Um, you know, comprised a third of the population at this point essentially is fighters. Um, easily able to protect their town uh, to help recreate the, the, the glory of Velaki uh, better than it was because there's no longer an insane man kind of ruling over the town with these extravagant parties and festivals. Um, Ismark is elected by the council as the town burgomaster. Um, 
uh, he will begin kind of renovating the Burgermaster's home uh, to help, you know, not only with some of the, the acolytes and guards that have been there, but um, to just make it a better place in general, trying to improve Velaki across the board. Um, at some point, maybe not tonight, but I'll have you guys discord me uh, what type of shops you guys want to um, have in the town of Velaki. Um, Slag will kind of reset back up shock and ask you guys if you guys are okay with the Prima Vista uh, going on without him as he has more to work to do in town. Of course. I you will... Um, I'll talk to um, Ismark and uh, introduce... Um, this is Arthur and Faye. They are acolytes that I've trained myself. I'd like you to treat them as an extension of myself and lean upon them for wisdom and guidance in your affairs. Of I'll be back to teach them as we go, but for now I believe they're learned enough to provide some great utility to the town. Uh, he, he nods deeply. Um, yes, he will take care of them. Uh, are they staying in your um, area that was built for you? Yes. If you could please be sure that it has, they have all the accommodations they need, that would be much appreciated. Uh, he nods. Here you go. They, they will be well taken care of. I'll also leave um, some gold for them with Arthur, uh, 100 gold just in case they need anything. Um, and I'm also going to give uh, them the Hearthstone um, just because they don't really have any of the higher level magic for like curing wounds or diseases. Um, and that way if they need to use it on an important member of the town, they can do that. So I'll take that out of my inventory. Okay. All right. Um, give me two seconds here. I am going to update your character sheets with your items as we transition um, to our next area. Lost, you get the jug of alchemy. Any other questions, comments, or concerns? Uh, no, did not have any. Okay. You guys set out on the road, um, kind of heading towards these rumors of this fortified castle. Um, Calamban, you have your new bear cloak of protection. Burn, do you want me to put the gym on horse cutter? That's a great question. I feel like I should put it on um, my Oath of Vengeance sword. Isn't it horse cutter? I might put it on my Oath of Vengeance. Can I have time to think about it? Yeah. Yeah, let me think about it. Where should we be on the map? Are you changing it right now? 
Yeah, I was changing it right now. Horse cutter. Oh, that's your long sword. Gosh dang it. Oh, no, that is when, you, when you all return to town and we, we get back on the battlefield, I have re returned to my normal form before gaining the Seraph's blessing. Uh, just for those. You know, go ahead, put on a uh, horse cutter. Okay. Go ahead, Marius, sorry. I was just commenting that I had returned to my previous form uh, for those that uh, were gone. So I look like I did when you first met me back in the uh, Durst Manor. So uh, significant physical changes as I, I look back to being a normal human being instead of the angelic form that I have had now for quite some time. Damn, no more wings? Is this permanent? Eh, who knows? But uh, I seem to have gone back to my humanoid form. We just got new artwork. <laughs> it it has its its appearances for now, but uh, I I look back to being a normal. Maybe human. he could turn it on and off. I may have upgraded in uh, transformation levels. Got a big BB. Anyways, that's right. Uh, Cody, where do you? Lady. Where do you want me to be on the map for the uh, overworld? Uh, so you guys are going to head down to Q. Um, I will have Caliban, if you will please. Um, why did your AC just fucking bug out? Um, Ozal, what's your typical AC? I have it as 12 now. Uh, that is correct. Okay. I believe it's I won't. I won't touch anything. Yeah, I have this set to 15 just so, because uh, of the shield. Okay, so that'll go up to 16. Or Mage Armor, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I should just go up to 15, because I normally have 14. Oh, okay. Okay. 12 plus 3 is 15. Cloak, Fire, Jug of Alchemy, Cloak. Uh, that's also plus 1 to saving throws. Uh, yes. Do you have that in the global calculator thing? I do. It's all oh, the Oh, you are right an now. angel. So uh, when I added it over, it actually did all the work for me, so I didn't have to touch any of that. So Damn, so what's Caliban doing? Uh, Caliban, your bear cloak comes back, like, gold-trimmed. Like, it's very fancy. The eyes uh, are kind of these, like, sapphires. Uh, or, I'm sorry, topaz, kind of to match your skin color. Uh, that you know, beautiful golden color. Uh, they kind of light up in the sun, in the sun um, with your cloak of protection. Ozol, your cloak has in really like fine inlaid light, uh, almost metal work. Um, the crazy thing is about it is it's so well done that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the metal and the cloth on the cape. It's so soft and like seamlessly put in together. Burn. Slag. The, exquisite. The pommel of your sword now has a silver dragon hilt. Um, and then in the silver dragon's mouth, there is a ruby gem set into it. And uh, as you draw your sword, it like superheats, um, glowing first kind of this red and then an intensifying to white. Um, 
Nice. And then as you ease it back onto your back, it's almost fully extinguished by the time you stop the intent of attacking. It goes back to being just normal temperature. So as you put your hand across it, you don't get yourself burned. Um, Stolos, you are handed an odd jug. Uh, and let me, let me share my screen here just to kind of <laughs> show you. Um, screen share, screen two, allow. This is what your jug looks like. Amazing. <laughs> a work it's of art. and kind of <laughs> janky looking. It has all these different colored plugs, and I will, uh, I'll send you actually the copy of this page. I think it's on your player sheet, um, but in case it's not, I will help with that. So... It's beautiful, Slag. Other than that, Marius, he is making swift work uh, as fast as he can uh, on your item that you requested. So, uh, with that, we head towards Argonfost Hold. Um, we are coming up on three hours. Are you guys okay with a slightly longer episode, or do you want me to pause part way? That's an important question. I know I'm you you don't expect to hear you. this from me, but let's. I'm willing to go as long as the master is. Okay. You guys leave the town. Um, it's only about two days travel away from where you're at uh, in the Prima Vista, I think. I'd have to double check the math, but I'm pretty sure it's two days. You start to see these footprints in the mud on the road. Uh, Caliban, give me a survival check, and anyone else who wants to make one can make one as well. Uh, but you are definitely the first to spot them. Eleven frozen. Okay. Which kind of check? Survival. Uh, Fourteen from Mark Pearson. Seventeen. From Marius, eight from Stolos, and ten from Burn Donbringer. Uh, Why did mine guys, do that? Uh, you have advantage turned on. I don't. No, I don't. I'm looking at my screen right now. Oh, it says survival. Maybe you have advantage to survival check somehow. Interesting. I'd have to go back and double check. We're gonna say eighteen then. Um. Apologies. Did not mean to use that. That's okay. Sorry, I'm reading through my text here. Uh, I travel 10 hexes per day. You guys are actually here. Um, as you are pulling down the road, kind of take the fork and to the left, coming down towards area Q, you see these heavy footprints. Um, Burn, you're able to jump out and notice that they seem to be like a... You know, Ozo, pull the card over. Uh, he pulls the, the card over. You pull the gangplank down. Ozo, you dingus! Uh, this map's not to scale anymore with how it originally was made. Whoever red is, Marius. Um, well, whatever. Sorry, not 10 hexes. Um, you can see that these footprints that have sunk into the mud are like calf deep as if they were carrying something heavy. Uh, you're able to make out kind no of more. into the, the woods 
uh, path um, kind of right here that goes off this way uh, of a stone quarry as if they have been moving large portions of stone and so much so that these footprints are, are numerous in number. Uh, do you guys make camp or do you keep pushing forward uh, with the horses to get to your destination? <clears throat> I mean, the horses are magical in nature, so they're tireless. That is true, but Ozal does have to recast it daily. Or whatever the duration of the spell is. It only takes, like, not that long, though. Okay. So you guys continue through, because you can move ten hexes a day. Uh, through the night, uh, Trundle leading the way, the pack kind of following the road. Uh, and he will warn you before trouble happens. Until you arrive to the castle. It's okay. As I get down, I will cast light so I may see a little better. Yeah. Uh, it's about midday as you guys arrive. Just um, kidding. Sorry. <laughs> um, the first thing you guys see upon arriving um, is a large statue. Uh, this, this great castle stands. Uh, you were told that it was going to be kind of decrepit and uh, destroyed, but you can see that parts of the castle have been rebuilt with a different color of stone, uh, mainly on this side, um, as you arrive. The statue, for those of you interested in it, um, come on, looks like this. Uh, who all is checking out said statue? I will go and just check it out. I will also. Yeah, me too. Looks cool. Uh, perched upon this 10 foot wide, 10 foot tall cube of granite, it's moss covered towards the bottom, is this huge dragon. Uh, as you approach, I need those of you approaching to make a dexterity saving throw as the silver on the, the wings actually begins to light up. The silver eyes begin to light up an intense blue. Uh, nat 20 from Ozone. 22. Nice. 17. <laughs> Marius rolled a 14 for his throw. Uh, Ozol and Stolas, you guys are able to kind of deftly dodge out of the way. Marius, you feel the dragon's eyes begin to glow as its mouth, uh, kind of with these teeth that have these holes in it, lets out this large cone of frost that just hits you like a wave. You don't take any damage, it's just cold. Uh, as it emits from the statue. Uh, carved into the base of the statue is the word Argenvost. And then there are an ominous set of stairs leading up from your south. That was odd. Yep. Are you all right, Marius? I, I am. That's just a, a rather yeah, ominous way to there. begin going into this place. Are you guys okay? We're, we're fine. <laughs> You can kind of see the fog uh, and 
ice dissipating off of Marius's body. It uh, looks foggy and icy over there. Caliban, do you see this? <laughs> Why don't we start making our way inside? <laughs> yeah, it's a little fit. Poor guys, it's a little weird. I'll go first. So, go over there? For yes, my boy, hurry. <laughs> for your guys' information, I'm coming. each of these squares is 10 feet. It's one of those maps. Wow. How many cones uh, is that? Uh, <laughs> approximately 10 <laughs> one foot cones, but in a cube. That was good. Uh, oh my god, I had to unmute myself to let you know how fucking great. funny that was. <laughs> Where's my Thanks, cone bro. shirt? It was all, why have I not gotten Maybe a cone did. shirt? All right. Uh, standard marching order with uh, burn up front, I guess. Okay. Um, let me describe these stairs. Hey, burn. Burn. What's up, Stolas? Want me to kick in the door for you? Ooh. Stolas kicks in the you door. You want to take a peck at it? Try not to break anything, burn. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the main entrance is these huge flagstone steps uh, flanked by railing on either side. Uh, th there's four huge large pillars uh, that hold up kind of this uh, roof above you. Uh, wooden doors with rusted iron bands and knockers. <laughs> Shaped like dragon balls. Well. Huge <laughs> knockers. <laughs> Shaped yeah, like hit, dragon balls. Shaped hit like the knockers, heads. baby. Uh, <laughs> with little small like dragon accents on them um, that have been carved into the entrance uh, across each door um, or, or I should say spanning the two doors is the word Argon Vosthold um, in Draconic actually Caliban you're the one to point it out and for anyone else who speaks Draconic it's uh, spelled that way I can read way. Draconic uh, I think I can burn Burn, if you don't know Draconic, I'm going to be so embarrassed for you. <laughs> Burn, you, you take uh, these 15-foot-tall, 5-foot-wide doors and just push as they squeak on hinges that have not been, you know, rusted in, or have been rusted that have not been used in, in ages. Uh, so you mean like open... an Elden Ring where you open any door, it takes forever? Yes. <laughs> as the world renders and you walk into it. Um it enters with a cavernous <laughs> as the doors slam open uh, from your might. Dust kicks up off the ground and settles back down. There's cobwebs to your right. Uh, the castle is in disrepair. There's water damage. There's cracks in the stone. You can see some areas that have been repaired. Um, but even those kind of look older um, as you enter the foyer. Uh, this this room feels like a king's tomb, almost, as you open it. Uh, there's a grand staircase in front of you that leads up to the balconies that uh, kind of way up in the air. There's these large arching pillars. Uh, hung on the wall, right here, is a tapestry flanked by two shields. Um, the shields look like this. Um, they are kind of old wooden shields uh, with old blue paint that is you know sloughing off white dragon accents and you can make out under the shields little plaques that say 
the Holy Order of the Silver Dragon. Um, six sets of double doors lead out of this foyer. One, two, oh, come on, three, and then the same on the other side. Um, other than that, the only other thing that happens is across the roof uh, from the natural sunlight leading in from the, the doors. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check for those of you who are just kind of, or whatever your passives are, go ahead and shout them out for me. Marius's passive perceptions 23. <laughs> Marius, you make out a set of large draconic wings in a shadow that move across the ground behind you. Uh, you turn back and look out the door expecting to see some sort of dragon but don't see anything. Uh, almost as if some sort of shadow has passed through the hall itself. Uh, you hear a soft bristling hiss in the darkness that of what a dragon would sound like as if you were encroaching upon its territory. Um, and deathly Silence fills the room. Uh, Burn, being that you were first in the door, you tell me where you want to go and I will let you know what happens. Be wary, everyone. This place is certainly haunted by something. Let me cast Divine Sense. Uh, what is the distance? 60 feet? 60 feet. Right? Uh, yeah, 60 feet. If it's not behind the cover. Oh, okay. Okay, that stuff is behind But it's like, a, um, is it like mystical or? Not behind total cover. You get a couple things. Um, three levels. Um, or I'm sorry, two levels above you into this giant castle. Uh, the, the roof is, you know, like 20 feet uh, to this kind of upper railing. There's like an outline right here that is 20 feet up. Um, and then 20 feet above that, there is a, the roof. You feel the ping of something calling to you, some sort of item. Now, Strahd had alluded to some sort of weapon in Argenvost hold. But he didn't specifically say what it was. You feel the calling of something divine up there. However, as your divine sense passes to your right, you hear the scuttling of feet and smell the foul stench of evil. Evil. Guys, that's not Ozol, but something else stinks in here. <laughs> Not that he smells bad, it's just, you know, the old man smell. I'll respond by casting prestidigitation at Soiling Dean. You yeah, also but everybody saw you do it, so it's not direction. fresh. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you wouldn't. That's out of your spell's reach. Cause I'll do it quietly and stealthily. Times 10, that's 400 feet away. Yeah, everybody knows he did it, though. Did what? Okay, where is this stink coming from? Every time you mention it, some terrible stuff happens, so... That away. 
Over to our right. What do you do, Burn? Um, I guess I could take a couple steps over there. See if I could. Maybe this doorway? No, no. This doorway? I can't move there. Oh. I'm right behind you. I want to go in there. Okay. Okay. You, uh, go ahead and go back in there where Kinda you just were. Kind of just peeking so the door. What you do. Yep. As soon as you open the door, a couple things happen. Um, oh, no. You, the door opens out towards you, and as you pull out on the door, this membranous web stretches across the, the front of the door towards you and enwraps you. I need you to make an athletics, or excuse me, a strength saving throw as this gooey web uh, enthralls you. Okay. <clears throat> I don't have advantage or disadvantage selected, but every time I click on something, it comes up as that. So keep that in mind when I click this button. Uh, just a regular strength check? Correct. Okay. Uh, 12. 15. Uh, you should Damn have it. an advantage on strength checks because you're Goliath. Uh, I didn't strength saving throw. Sorry, not check. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a yeah. saving throw. So do it again? Good. Yeah, go ahead. 21. Yep. Uh, you are able to kind of extricate yourself out of this web as these giant spiders begin descending from the ceiling. Oh, God. Uh, they do not get a surprise oh. run on you because you are not stuck in their web, but you have stumbled into their nest. If Good thing spiders please, hate fire. <coughs> the moment the Caliban has been waiting for all night has arrived. Shift click, come on. Oh, Caliban. Hit me with that combat are we, music. Are we going initiative? Yes, but I am trying. It's to morbing play. time. Uh, oh, God. Music, baby. Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I want to fucking quit. <laughs> Mastodon. <laughs> Pterodactyl! Tressum! <laughs> Triceratops! A, st oh, no. a stool! <laughs> oh, we're gonna throw a pew? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no, guys, I fucked it up. Oh no. Mast it was always Mastodon, Triceratops, Pterodactyl, Tyrannosaurus, Sabertooth Tiger! Yeah. And all formed the head. Oh, that's a different one. That's Voltron. Tyrannosaurus, <laughs> he, he did he did the uh, the tax evasion. Jesus Christ! Oh, that's uh, too soon. <laughs> what about the other Power Ranger who killed those people? <laughs> uh, Threw them uh, yeah. off a boat or something? No, he's a Red Ranger. He was the he was the uh, katana. He used the sword and stabbed the guy. Stabbed the guy. Oh my what? god! Yeah. Are we rolling what? initiative? Or are we? Uh, sorry, you have to give me two seconds here. I have to delete all oh, okay. the people I, I was like, through because yeah, that I don't this banter going of all the Power Rangers that killed people. I, okay, I, I first, of to... all, first of all, first of all, y'all see what Darth guy... Maul did? This... <laughs> it was a guy on Power Rangers. It wasn't one of the Power Rangers. It was one of the Red mm. Rangers killed a guy. His one of his roommates. Yeah, it was like the, I think it was the, uh, <laughs> like the, space rangers or something. 
It wasn't space because oh. I kind of space. It was one of... Who played Red Rangers in Wild Force and Power Rangers Samurai was arrested Thursday for allegedly stabbing roommate Josh Souter to death last year in Palm oh Palm California, no, I... which is a uh, Afro Man <laughs> song. Which is a really good Afro Man song, Palm Dale. So so the uh, I think Dean's thinking of the boat one where he stole to... some like old couple's boat and threw them <laughs> overboard. The the Red Rangers have had a tough tough go of it. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. For, former Power Ranger actor convicted of triple murder. Uh, <laughs> Orange County, California. Triple yeah, he tried to st- he tried to whoa uh, twenty anchored their initiative. boat and threw them off the yacht. Holy crap! Okay. It was all. I'm rolling nuts today. That's, uh, you than, like, That's a tough nut shit. to swallow, right? <laughs> yeah, no Dude, you almost got nutted on when you opened that door. I know, spider nut. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Now I know how MJ feels. Ooh. <laughs> I'm away from Which telling one? you all about that tough nut. So <laughs> I rolled an 11. 11. Critical hit from Ozol. 8 from the spiders, the nasty nasty spiders I put on there. Uh, 9 from Marius Rodari. Stolos! Stolos! 3, another critical Let's hit. Let's fucking go. Holy God. <laughs> oh, shit, nice. Stolos. Uh, Caliban, are you in here, bud? Yeah, what am I supposed to roll? I was waiting, and then I started hearing about the Red Ranger killing people, and I was like, yeah, roll initiative, bro. Double click click on your character token, and then uh, hit initiative. I have to delete a bunch of web from uh, some nasties over here. Look at that, 20.14. Oh my god. I don't think you had your thing uh, selected, but maybe if someone can put them in. Look at Mark on the ball with roll 20 today. Uh, he may need Try- to write it in, though, Cody. Well, he didn't yeah, select his character, though. So. I'm sorry, I, but I'm not a complete drag. I <laughs> Look at that. Everyone did You're really You're getting well. better. I love not me. Uh, starting us off at the top of the order, Ozal the Wise. Uh, remember, these are 10-foot right. squares, so uh, you can theoretically be in someone else's square, even though your tokens are huge. Uh, I couldn't scale them down for some reason. So, uh, Ozol. You, uh, Oh, these are ten foot squares. How, how yep. big are the squares normally when we play? Five feet? Five, yep. Cone so these you, guys. If you use your tool to make, uh, one third of a cone, if these squares are ten foot apiece, and that's two squares, because on the bottom it says SQ, that's twenty feet. Okay. Um, I'm going to have... How tall are the ceilings here? They are 20-foot ceilings. Okay, I have four fly uh, at his... At, you know, 20 feet. Rawr. And... Uh, um, or 15 feet, rather. Um, and then I'm going to cast Dragon's Breath on Vor. Uh, with the fire type. Let me just uh, subtract it from my sheet here. Thank God these aren't water spiders. Are they water spiders? Um, and then uh, Vor will do Dragon's Breath on, and I'll let you draw the cone, but I, I'd like to try to hit 
like this one, this one, this one, and this one if possible, but as many as you think are appropriate. Uh, what's the dimensions of the cone? If I may 15 ask? feet cone, a 15 foot cone. You know what? That's uh, 10, 20, so you get half of that guy. I will say... So three? Uh, yep, I'm fine with that. these three. Yep. Okay. Roughly. Um, and then it does uh, 10 damage in Dragon's Breath. It's a DC it. 17 save for half damage. Dexterity saving throw? Um, 11, have... 14, and 20. Yep, 11, 14, and 20. So we'll say this is my 20 down here. Uh, and I will apply the damage, thusly. Okay, and then I will move back, both of us, and in my turn. Although, if, if it's okay with you, I'm going to uh, clone this token just so we, the people watching at home can see what's going on in the room. Of course. Or not. Let's drag just another tressum over here. There we go. Oh, okay, there we go. Stolen. And that's going to be the end of my turn. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and blast these dudes. I can't see anything. You read my mind, Cody. Okay, to whom are we blasting? Still lost. Sorry, I'm trying to see. Okay, <laughs> I keep moving my token around. Um, maybe this guy here. Uh, come on, ping him. This one. And are you flying or walking? I am on my feet right now. Okay. Ah. You hit the one closest to you, right in front of you. Yeah, that'll work. I just, for some reason, my roll twenty is like. Sticky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Mine's chugging real hard. It's not just you. Don't worry. Alright. Where'd you go? Summoning there we go. Two, power. two attacks. No! 18. And critical failure! You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. Brought to us by Reddit. Our D&D... &D, uh... Critical hit chart. Still lost. Do you want hundreds, please? Uh, just one or? Yes, ma'am. A 71. A 71 on a spell failure. Critical hit. Uh, spell tech fumble chart. 71. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> why are you giggling? I don't know that this applies, but I like the idea behind it. Stolas, as you are uh, fumbling through your incantations, uh, your eldritch language guttural, lots of tongue, you bite your tongue. Ow! Uh, <laughs> you are unable to use verbal components to cast a spell until the end of your next turn. Damn, that sucks. That being said, the spider you hit... Uh, right here is now bloodied. Okay. I'll get out of uh, Burns' way. I was 
Oh, oh not 700 here. hit points. That's not good. Okay, and please remember, these are 10-foot squares. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry for the cough into the mic. I should have muted. Uh, Ozal the Wise, Stolos, Caliban. What do you do? 10, 20, 20 feet would carry you to be on top of Burn. You can inhabit the same square as Burn because these are 10-foot squares. Uh, you could move over here and hurt this spider that's about to die. Would you like to do that, Mark? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm just figuring out whether I should be using uh, Winter's Hell or... Always. Always. Not yeah, even so a question. Not even a question. Did you already move you... me there? Uh, yeah, I got you. GM? I got you. Uh, no. Okay. Your first attack I, I with 13 him. just barely misses this spider who's twitching across the ground. The second one hits, uh, dealing a whopping 13 damage. As you utterly cut him in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Fuck that guy. Why is my music not? Come on. Well done, Caliban. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, that's jazzy. I love it. Burn, your turn. You may be on mute, my guy. Unmute Burn, my baby Billy. Burn, I cannot hear you. Burn, you dingus. Burn. Burn, what? Summoned by your party. You don't have to wash your hands for the whole 21 seconds, Burn. Come on, baby. Shake and bake, big boy. Uh, do you want to do Marius' turn and come back to Dean? Yes, Dean chooses to hold his action. Marius, your turn. My turn. I will go uh, 5, 10, or excuse me, 10, 20, and 30 feet into the room here. Uh, I will place a hex on this spider uh, with a bonus action. Uh, I will choose for it to uh, have... Stre uh, issues with strength uh, and then I will attempt to make a swing on it with my longsword using booming blade as my standard action um, does a 16 hit affirmative it will take 11 slashing 5 thunder and 1 necrotic for a total of 17 damage and if it moves it will take another 2d8 thunder damage. Uh, you squash this house insect that's the size of a small person. I will take up a defensive posture and end my turn here. Alright, would you like to use a bonus? Oh no. Uh, I guess you can move it next turn, huh? I can. Your, your hex, hexality. You um, may need to do Dean's turn. He's having headset issues. Um, yes. I don't I know if he's able to. Do yeah. I got you. Uh, burn wages into the battle. Move you back. Um, <clears throat> holding his mighty sword aloft, it begins to burn with fire. Come on. Where's the player sheet at? 
Roll20 chugs on the Dungeon Master as he attempts to play for another character. Uh, yelling Bahamut as he pulls Horse Cutter in for two attacks. Critical failure. In 13. I'm back, sorry. Oh, do you want to roll your attack so you don't get a critical failure in a 13? <laughs> That'd be nice, sorry. <laughs> I had my headphones on charging and they died anyway. I don't know what happened. Sorry, Deanie, baby. It's okay, you, you uh, raise your flaming sword aloft and yell, Bahamut! <clears throat> Okay, uh, horse cutter twice. 20! There we go. Oh my god, 20. <clears throat> For 14 points of damage. And 15, which just barely hits. Uh, for an additional... It's dead. It's way dead. Holy cow. Yay! Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I'm just gonna say you killed this one. Uh, it... Immolates in fire as uh, the the webs across the room just disintegrate uh, against your might. Do I get There's any quick... passive damage on the other webs creatures for being? Sure, roll me a d4 up. since they are actively on the web. Hey, one d4 coming up. A four. four. Oh, dude. Noise. Uh, they screech and, and, like, recoil from the heat of their uh, webs being incinerated, and they uh, fall on their spidery legs and look at you with their eyes. Uh, some of the fur on their bodies is singed. Uh, your kid just won't attacks. save you now, spider. Uh, that'll be my turn. Thank you. Oh, I accidentally deleted my spider. Dang it. That's all right. They are last in initiative, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, burn against you. They are going to attempt to uh, make two bites here. Doot, doot. Uh, that's a 12, which does not hit, and a 15, which does not hit. Uh, <laughs> they will use their movement to uh, scurry. Opportunity uh, attacks. As far away from me as they can. Oh, no, they can't scurry because they don't have the webs anymore. Never mind. They stay where they're at. Uh, actually, no. I'm going to say they flee. Burn, go ahead and make a one opportunity attack on one or the other. Yay. Um, let's see. I'll pick uh, the one that's over here in the corner. Okay. And uh, I will hit it with my sword. Sword. Sword's cutter. Here we go. Raise my sword aloft. A 17. Uh, that hits. Dealing uh, 17 points of damage. Which, guess what? He did. Kills that spider. <clears throat> That's what I tell you. I say you, he did. The spider that fleed, um, is he able to be attacked still? Or is he just like... Oh. Uh, it goes screeching at the top of its lungs as it goes out through that set of double doors and presumably away. Uh, you are still technically in combat if you want to pursue Ozal the Wise. Uh, which, where, can you show me where it is or where it went? Okay, I'll move in and uh, lead with the Tressum. 
into the room. There's no whole action in it now. Or is that three squares? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I see what you're... uh, No, sorry, I see what you're saying. Um, Yeah, I'll just continue following it. Okay, then you can get to here. Let me just look up one thing real quick. Oh, my map's janky. Sorry. Yeah, give me one second. You're good. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'll be. And the Tressum will still be the 20 20 feet in the air. Okay. That'll be my turn. Uh, Still loss. Um, about how far can I move? <laughs> um, flying, you can move three squares. Unless you dash, then you can move six. Okay, let me see where that would get. Actually, me. the Tressum wouldn't need to dash, because it would. Well, maybe it did. Yeah, let's just say it did. That's fine. I guess I can move here as my. Full movement. Okay. Uh, that's all I can do is move, so. Alright. Calibran Breaker of Chains. Uh, your movement speed is like 40, isn't it? Yes. Um, me... So you can move four squares or eight squares if you're dashing. We'll move yeah. four and then throw an axe at it. That's, yeah, that would put you oh, on top sorry, of it. Yeah. One, two, three. If I can move you. So yeah, move be, me, Zach. You'd be there. And then I. Do I should I go through that extra step through that door there? That's as far uh, as. The door's you open. Oh, that's as far <laughs> as I can go. Okay, yeah. Okay. Throw your hand axe. Okay, and then I'll be, I'll be throwing yells. my hand axe. Hold on. Let me pull my can- Shoot character. her! Shoot her! Did it pop up? 14. 14. Barely hits. Oh, it hits, though. Right on the Come money, on. my guy. Uh, dealing up. 9 points of damage. Bringing this spider to bloodied. Kill it, burn. Um, burn. Am I close to it? You are <clears throat> 10, 20 to stand on top of Caliban, or 30 to be right on top of it. Since they're 10 foot squares, you can occupy the same space. So yes, That's you can get close no. enough and hit. Hey, uh, okay, cool. Let me move over there where they are. And uh, I'll uh, give it the old swing of the sword. Here we go. Swing I'll attack twice just because I can. Fourteen and twenty-five. Uh, both hit, and it's dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. They, they are a bunch of there dead you go, bugs. Burn. 
Are we still in combat? Uh, you are no longer in combat. <laughs> well done, my boy. And you find yourselves uh, in room Q7. Love Q7. Uh, it is a parlor. Uh, tattered velvet drapes cover these tall, shuttered windows. Uh, that encircle this parlor. The furnishings are covered with dust, cobwebs, and lying disarray. A damaged brass chandelier hangs from the ceiling, of which is covered with faded, with a faded mural that depicts dragons and colorful birds flying through white clouds. And that would be both Q7s here. Oh, those all. Where are you going, bud? Oh, I was going to the parlor. You were in it. Q7, that's where you were. Oh. So just just so you know, both turrets here are parlor or uh, is a parlor. No, no, it's not. That's something else. Um. Anyways, as you kind of are standing in this parlor, that door where the spiders kind of dying guts lay, there is a set of stairs that goes down and then up the other side, of which there is a an iron gate that is chained shut. Uh, it closes off a ten foot tall archway, um, that leads out. Um, to the Narizagi Wheat West. Uh, the chain padlock was lost long ago, but the lock could be picked if you wanted to. Uh, it's kind of fused to this uh, chain, uh, to these iron bars here. You said this leads to the outside or to where? Yep, you can see it. So it's almost like a... Um, oh, what are those things called? I should know this. A portcullis. That's exactly what it is. It's a it's an iron gate portcullis that has been shut and chained, like, locked up. Uh, so no one can enter. Uh, could it be forced the, open? Like, could the lock be broken? Oh, yeah, totally, if you wanted to. Caliban, come give this lock a whack. See if we might not be able to get it open for a future escape. I would love to. Uh, let me come use my strength. And my... Do you want a strength check or a, an attack on the lock? Uh, either. Strength check, right? Yeah, either one's fine. So do I hit, do I hit the strength button? Yep. Yep. Or yep. Uh, strength athletics probably is more more appropriate. Holy Jesus, twenty eight. Oh yeah, you Caliban, you push check. on this uh, portcullis, like pulling it straight up. Uh, and kind of locking it into place as these uh, chains kind of wrap down and through like a, a grate in the bottom and back up. You just shatter these rusted chains. Uh, the portcullis itself actually bends and falls out onto the ground, causing this huge clang, 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 uh, as the mortared walls kind of struggle to contain your strength. Uh, you are now holding this portcullis free. What would you like to do with it? I don't know. I got big thick energy right now. What am I? Gonna... You can just give it a Hulk throw if you want. Off into the woods. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. To, say like break it. Break it down totally. Yeah. You just pick it up and just <laughs> yeet and chuck it down the uh, the hill, and it tumbles and clangs and uh, is all bent up, gross iron now. 
Well done, Caliban. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's see. South. We did Ozol, Marius. Let's go. Let's go, Marius, actually. Marius, you're hanging out back over here. You're the furthest away. What do you want to do? I'll begin going down uh, and check out this room here. Yeah, go ahead. Looks like okay. a room full full of wagons. Or, or not wagons, but barrels. It is, in fact, just that. And nesting atop the barrels is a deadly spider. Um. Bum, bum, bum. Kill him, Marius. You got it. <laughs> Let's go, Marius. He's our man. If he can't kill it, yeah. burn, burn probably can, I guess. I mean, uh, probably there's all kind probably of can. like rubble Cut and webs strewn everywhere. Uh, and as you enter atop these old, like, broken barrels, you can make out not only this spider, but several nested eggs. Oh, that's on the GM layer. Let's go over the token <laughs> oh, layer, no. Cody. Egg sacks. Egg sacks. Circa like alien, the face hugger looking gross ones. You know, the size of a small dog. Uh, and a engorged spider uh, lays atop, uh, planting more eggs behind itself. Uh, engorged? Oh. Marius, I'm going to give you the first action here, bud. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh... Cast sacred flame upon the uh, the mother spider. Uh, and then, how long has it been since the last or the first bit of the fight? The hex spell I can use for up to a minute. Oh, it has not even been a full minute. Or excuse me, an hour. So. Oh yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been maybe I, two minutes. I I will bonus action to hex her. And then she needs to give me a DC sixteen dexterity saving throw. That is a 14. She takes five points of necrotic damage and eight points of radiant damage as the Night Mother's holy light lights her aflame. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then I will shout out to the others. Uh, I have found a nest of spiders here, everyone. Okay. Um, let Gross. Me just do this. Boop. And I'll hit initiative. And then we'll hit descending order. And then we'll go down to Marius. It's the spider's turn. Okay, Marius. Um, battered and broken. The, uh... Spider will leap towards you and attempt a bite. Um, 21 to hit and a 7 to hit. The first will hit. Okay. So, Marius, what I need you to do is if you could please make a constitution saving throw. A 13. You succeed. You take a total of 6 piercing damage. 
and 11 poison damage. Oh, right, no, he passed the saving throw. Six piercing damage. It says half as much on a fail, or a success. So, six piercing, five, five poison. Yes. And I will, sorry, I'm trying to pull some other stuff on the board here, too. You're fine. Come, come on, spider. There we go. Um, Ozol. <laughs> yes. Coming down the hall from this room to you is another spider that takes two swings at you. Uh, 20 to hit and a nine. I believe okay. the 20 hits. Will you make a constitution saving throw? Um, or would you like to well, use me, some of your mystic power? Let me take a look-see. Sorry, it's been a bit since we've played. Let me just look up one row real quick. Was it a like a nat like a critical twenty or just it was a twenty? Not a critical twenty. I would love to use the critical hit table against you and deal massive amounts of damage. Can you? Oh, that would be, well, well, let's let's. Okay, give me one second. Uh, okay, perfect. Um, okay, twenty is gonna hit. You said you need a what save? Constitution saving throw. Twenty-two. Holy shit. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so okay. you take a whopping eight damage. Okay. Whop. Forty-two. Whop. Okay. Oh no, I can go this way. Uh, and Marius, one more spider enters across the wall to attack you. Uh, it does not hit. Oh, wait. 17? Does 17 hit you? I don't think so. It, it does not. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Ozol, the great. It is your turn. Okay. Um, definitely not a fan of that spider, if I'm being completely honest. Wow. Uh, I'm going to... Let me uh, give it a look-see here. I'm going to use Chill Touch on it for a 12, which I don't believe hits. Uh, it does not, unfortunately. Okay, and then I use Telekinetic to push it back 5 feet. Uh, okay, it still stays in the same square because these are 10-foot squares. Okay, but I can um, I can disengage freely from it now, right? Correct. Okay, you can I'll even move. go out the door because this door's open now. No, I ain't a bitch. I'll move back a little bit. Ryan okay. Callan, I'm gonna stay and fight with my boy, K Dizzle. K Dizzle. And that's that's gonna be uh, my turn. Stolas. Awesome. Okay. Feed well. these <laughs> spiders to the great hunger of Hadar. Exactly, and now that my tongue doesn't hurt anymore, I can cast another spell. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> now that my tongue doesn't hurt anymore, it's still swollen. Okay, How's I'm going to shoot over Calamban and Ozol's heads and just blast him. 
17 and 10. 17 hits, dealing 5 force damage, pushing it back 10 feet. Oh, wait, no. Did you get rid of that invocation? Uh, did you trade that one out for the other one? Yeah, I think I did, but it is now slower by That's right, by 10, 10 feet. feet. Uh, do I have a... I do. I have a solution. Are you ready for this? You see the footprint there? And the 10. Wow. Now I can only move 10 feet at a time. We're t 10 feet less, I think, technically. Oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah, okay, there we go. Ba Boom. Um. Yeah, Caliban. Breaker of Chains. Dragon Extraordinaire. There is a spider that threatens your existence in front of you. It is uh, offended Ozol. Dodged his attack. And has been struck by the warlock. How would you like to single, handle this? It's a one single spider, right? In, in my view. In your view, yes, sir. Your POV uh, is that one spider e. Oh. It's still winter's hell for me. All right, buddy. So you move up to the the staircase that goes down and then back up. Eighteen hits. Dealing 12 damage. We'll bury out. One more. Um, uh, shit. Hold on, close it. Bring it, hold on. Give me, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, 15, uh, baby. 15 also hits. Uh, 11 dealing 14 damage. Splat goes the Spytor. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. It's its guts across the floor and walls and stairs as it oozes everywhere around you. Ah, you dead, bitch! Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Burn, the bringer of dawn. Uh, you hear Marius yell from the hallway back in the room where you were. Uh, I have found the spider's nest with eggs. Burn, um, help me! And then you hear Caliban go and splat as another, you know, dog sized yeah. spider is killed. Yeah. That one sounded engorged. No, that's the one named Marius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, my friends. Ew. <laughs> oh, fuck, here I come. Oh, yeah. 10, 20, 30. Uh, you could make it to Caliban, and if you sprint, you could make it like over here. There's a uh, closed doorway. Oh, but if I sprint, I can't attack. That is true. I'm not a dingus. I'll just stop where Caliban is. Okay. Uh, uh, I would also cast, while I'm here, might as well. Um, what is it? Uh, Shield of Faith? Uh, Do you really where need Where's Burnout? He's under. He's under. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, okay. Saying. I was like trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to tell you how to play a character, but just to, just as like a piece of good advice or, or advice in general. I don't yeah, I guess I don't need it. Just yeah. Yeah. All right. I can't reach any of them. Oh, no. Sorry, buddy. What about Unless with you my sprint, spear? Uh, uh, 
No, because we're on the other side of the wall. Um, you can hear the uh, engorged uh, spider uh, scuttling on the wall behind you. We love you. Uh, as you run through this old stone castle uh, that has been repaired on this side. Uh, Marius, back to you and this engorged spider. Okay. My turn. I will uh, utter burn and a divine word of radiance issues out for me. I need both creatures beside me to make a constitution saving throw. <gasps> 21? Um, no, I'm dang it. 19 and 16. I don't know why I'm rolling an advantage with this creature. I was really just strange. about to ask. Well, they both succeed as the DC is 16. Uh, uh, Tie goes to you on the first one then, 16 and 19. So then uh, this... Right? The cursed spider, yeah, fails. So takes uh, nine points in total: eight radiant and one necrotic. Uh, its engorged sacs explode with fire as smaller spiders, as these like eggs inside of it rupture, and these tiny baby spiders spread across the floor on fire. Uh, the other one on the wall is unfazed. Okay. I will bonus action to move my curse or my hex to that one then. Okay. And that is all I can do for my turn. Because I don't wish to take an attack of opportunity. You got it, buddy. It is cursed. Uh, the spiders go. Uh, Bro, this one. <laughs> spider. <laughs> this one enters the room but That's can't it. quite get to you. Um, Dean and I just watched that movie. <laughs> it's the first time I ever watched it. <laughs> um, uh... And now you're afraid of spiders. I need you to make a strength saving throw, Marius. It's an attack roll, or uh, the spider be it's spinnerets uh, from the wall. It like rears up on its legs, and pushes its abdomen towards you as it tries to shoot web at you. Uh, the target is restrained by webbing as an action. The restrained target can make a DC twelve strength check, uh, bursting the webbing on a success. The well, webbing the, can also web be attacked or destroyed by an AC. So you are restrained. The web attack doesn't hit. Yeah, it says ranged it, weapon attack. Right? It's, oh, you I miss. Yep, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, eight. The webbing goes over and splurts on the ground. Okay. Uh, it failed its jizz attack. Uh, I will try with splurts. <laughs> Eighteen to hit does hit though. Actually, it does not. It does not. My AC is twenty. I was looking at the 17 number. Is that your wisdom? Passive perception? 17. 17 in the red circle? Uh, I don't know. If, is that what you have set for the passive perception? Because it's supposed to be 23. No. It says no attribute in 17. Maybe it was temporary hit points at one point. Ah, maybe. 
Okay. I'm just gonna clear that to zero then. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, splooge mess. Uh, Ozal. It has gone potty. Uh, Ozal will move. No, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to move for five. Or, uh, I'm sorry, 10, 20, 30, 40. Um, if his flight speed is 40, how much is his dash speed? It is twice his flight speed. Oh shit, so he could basically come 50. right here. No, it, it would be it would be another 40 feet. It's the same as whatever your base speed is. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, for 10, total. 20, 30 for Ozol, and then dash 10, 20, 30. Um, and that's going to be... You could put him here and make a dragon's breath attack. Actually, I was going to ask you about that. Does, um... Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Dragon's Breath, um, above Marius. Yeah. Uh, just blow, uh, bursting down. Okay. Uh, Dragon's Breath is going to be at level 2. It's going to be a 14 damage for a DC 17 save. So I take Fire damage. And it will also light any webs on fire and all that stuff. Oh, the webs. Oh, no. You kill and massacre all these little baby spiders in here as they begin to burn from so the webbing is igniting. All the popping. big sacks. <laughs> yep, they pop and hiss as all these little dead spiders start crawling out as you effectively exterminate this place. Good for you. Like Wow. I'm going to move this tressum out of the way so I can delete some things. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, it's still us. That'll be my turn. Alright, I'm going to dash. Um. I think I could move here. And that's it. Okay. Calendar. Unfortunately, I can't do anything, so. Caliban, you could move to here. Yeah, I'll do so. 20, 30, 40. Yeah, and you can make an attack on this uh, other spider. Spider. Where do you want me to move him to, Cody? Just ping it, I'll do it. <laughs> yep. Oh, there we go. Okay. Go ahead and Winter's Howl. Let's fucking go, Mark. Yeah. Mark, a.k.a. the non-sleepy boy. Whack him <laughs> twice. Mark Spider Slayer. <laughs> Winter's Howl, baby. I'm sorry, I'm right here. Double Howl, baby. Come on, baby. Oh! Critical <laughs> one! Do it again. 15. Oh, give me both times. Come on, baby. Oh, taste it D100s. both times. D100s. D100s, though. How are you doing? I think you have to roll D100 for you the You do have to roll D100. Critical I do have to, uh, I have to roll D100? Yep. Yeah. I think the All second right. one should hit, though. The second one does hit. But, uh, sorry, I was scrolling through, uh... 52. 52. Weapon. Fumble. Table. DMB with me. Come on, <clears> master. <throat> Mark, I need you to do one of two things. Uh, because this will depend on your second attack. 
I need you to either use your divine intervention or you lose Winter's Howl as it flies 20 feet away from you in a random direction. Oh no. Nah, Chosen divine, by a D4. divine intervention. Okay, wait, hold on. Get back here. Dean, do the noise. <clears throat> divine intervention. Divine intervention. $10 well spent. You hear what sounds like a like a Kodiak roar as you pull your axe up and you go to make an attack and instead of slipping, it becomes a critical hit as the tattoo Whoa. of your body light up. Turning your complete failure to a complete success, uh, you deal a total of 22 points of damage to this spider from the first hit. Combined with another... 10 points of damage from the second hit. Uh, 30 points of damage as spider guts fly everywhere, shaking Ooh. the ground as your axe lands into the stones. Man, I love the... Oh, let's go. I love to watch fucking. the smoke fly up from that fucking... Uh, let's go. Mark's never been more awake in his life. I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah. oh, Mark's man. wide awake Mark's tonight. Our, look at his erection, dude. Turn your camera off, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, burn. <laughs> what up? Uh, you hear Caliban roar, uh, modulated by some sort of primordial bear deity. Primordial bear deity, okay. Yep. That was cool. <laughs> what would you like to do way over there as you're looking at the small uh, on the ground? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me make my way, let's see, here. Downtown. Walking fast, faces past, and then home back. Making my way over here, gonna kill some spiders till they die. Ding, 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 ding. Um, where are the bad guys? I don't uh, see Caliban. Alright, let me go towards Caliban. Has he killed all the ones in here? Yep. You walk through the servant's quarter of these dilapidated beds. Um, and uh, there's uh, uh, Caliban <sighs> just like hulking out uh, just frothing at the mouth after killing the spider uh, covered in gore good lord Caliban are you okay uh, I, I don't know that you can do anything my guy unless you have like a javelin or something you can throw he has a javelins spear. I have my blood spear I've never used. Do you want to throw your your sword, your new two-handed flaming sword? No, like I don't want spider? to lose anything. I guess that'll be my turn. I'll just wait until I see a bad guy. Okay. Uh, uh, spider attempts to go. Uh, whoa, is that whoa, as far whoa, as I can now. move? Oh, wait. I'm sorry, Marius. You're right. It's your turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say I didn't have my turn yet. Okay. 10, 23. Uh, no, technically you're here, actually, on top of this spider. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, I'm going to say you're adjacent. You want to make an attack? What spider is uh, he? Yeah. Attacking? I don't even see where he's at. There's yeah, that one says right it's here, dead. Right here. What? It's, it's dead. dead. It's got an X on it. No, that's this one. How is he attack? 
Oh, you're no. showing this? Okay. I'm not I'm anywhere about... close to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Zoom in I'm so bit. lost. Is there a doorway there? I don't... There is a door. You're oh, standing on it. Never mind. Marius, it's your turn. All <laughs> yeah, right. I will uh, bring my blade to bear as I, I will slash at this uh, spider right. with a booming blade. Uh, a 14 hit? Uh, it matches the armor class. Fantastic. Uh, so it will take... A total of 17 points of damage, 9 slashing, 2 thunder, and 6 necrotic. And if it moves, it will uh, take another 2d8 thunder damage. Um, uh, okay. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Did you resolve the hex? Oh yeah, hex is on there. 6 damage. Okay. Yep. And then uh, I'll... Kind of stand here behind my shield, ready to defend its blows. It is not smart enough to know that it's going to take thunder damage if it moves, and it scurries off and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I rolled a prison check and rolled a five. So. <laughs> it's only three damage, if that makes a difference. It had two health. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, splurt, splurt. It's dead. Um, and you are out of combat. Wow. Nice, we lived. Well, spider infestation already. What else could this place be occupied by? What else indeed? Perhaps a queen spider. No, I think that's what this one was, as I kind of point to the one that's bloody on the floor there. It was laying eggs when I opened the doorway. Well, should we continue on? I would say so. Ozol, where to? Yes. Um, I would like to go... Uh, hmm... I don't want to go to the second floor yet because I feel like we have to explore this floor. So I'll go through these double doors here into what looks like a dining room. Mm-hmm. Q12. Q12. Uh, you enter a dining hall. A wow. uh, 20-foot-long table with sculpted dragons for legs uh, stands in the center of this hall. The chairs that surround the table have black-carved... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh wings that resemble dragon wings uh, for the backs of the chairs. Uh, several chairs have been overturned and smashed to pieces. Um, suspended above the table is a crystal chandelier that glows with a soft white light. Uh, standing in the windowed alcoves are two life-size statues depicting knights with dragon-winged helms and shields. Rainwater trickles down from the ceiling, whoop, right here, which is what this little puddle is, uh, flowing down the the north wall and forming a puddle on the floor. Five sets of wooden doors are in this hall. The door in the northeast corner is, um, that would be your south because I flipped this map, uh, is hinged open. Um, there are, on either side flanking this door, 
um, murals depicting dragons kind of in this stained glass. And you can hear soft whispers from the room deeper in. Uh, it looks like, looking at the doors based on your passive perception, they are a door to the chapel. This door here? Correct. Also, okay. I am going to, if you see some markers that have numbers on them, I'm going to pull them up so they resemble the rooms you guys have already gone through. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of just um, be little path guides, if you will. Okay. Are these doors, it looks like they're open? Yes, they are, like, hinged, broken open. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'll send Vor inside and see what he sees. Okay. You send Vor further inside. You said this is a chapel? Correct. Uh, this is Q13. Uh, the Chapel of Mourning. Cracked wooden pillars uh, with a U-shaped balcony that overhangs the stonewall chapel. Narrow, narrow archways... Uh, with spiraling staircases on either side that appear to lead up to the next balcony. Um, there is a stone altar uh, flanked by these like iron candelabras uh, that are kind of dimly flickering, making out three shapes resting at the base of this altar. The mutters you hear from Vor's uh, eyes and ears, if you're doing that or if you're walking in to hear it, uh, yeah. seem to be of that to some sort of dragon deity as they kneel in prayer at this altar. Are they humans, or what are they? Uh, you cannot tell. They are wearing plate armor. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll end my turn oh. and let uh, the rest of the party explore. Alright. Solas. Well, I definitely could hear the uh, whispering, so I'm going to approach... Uzal and ask him uh, what do you see in there? There appears to be three individuals praying to the dragon deity if yet to attack me though it's hard to make them out in the plate armor that they're wearing. Um, can I actually hold an action, Cody? Uh, for what? Uh, if they do attack, I would like to cast um, Mirror Image if they do oh, attack perfect. us. Sounds great. Well, it sounds so like they're speaking in Draconic, which I don't understand, so I'm going to go get... Oh, understands Draconic. Oh, he does? What are they saying? Yeah, what are they saying, Cody? <clears throat> the prayers being uttered seem to be a ritualistic prayer. Um, from the way it's flowing, it's flowing pretty rapidly and quietly, but what you can make out um, to your ears is they are praying for their fallen brethren, they are praying for the curse of the land, and they are praying for the soul of the one who has lost. May his silver wings always fly through the sky, even though the shadow has taken him. I will uh, speak in Draconic and say... Friends, we mean you no harm. At which all three stand and turn to look at you. Um, in the. Uh, give me a perception check. Copy that. Or investigation if you're actively looking. I'll do investigation. Uh, 10. 10. Um, 
their movements are kind of staticky as they stand and move. Um, a cold wind brushes past you as each of the three of them draw a sword and lunge towards you, yelling, In Draconic, you have desecrated our home. You do not belong. Big mistake, buddy. Big mistake. Bad idea. Okay. At which uh, point your mirror image is triggered. Yep, mirror image. Uh, f- three illusory duplicates of Ozal appear in my space until the spell ends. The duplicates move with me and mimic my actions, shifting positions so that it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the duplicates. Uh, each time I'm attacked, I roll a d20. With three duplicates, they, uh, they must roll a six or higher um, to change the attack to the duplicate, and then the, the number goes down. Their armor class is 10 plus my dex modifier, which is a one, so 11. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they have held actions, so I'm going to put them in initiative order here. Hit descending... Uh, you get the sense that they are probably guardians of this place, Ozal. Okay. Um, and then we will start back up with you. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, Before you're making your swings, I will activate my new ability, uh, the Div- Divine Expedition. Um, at the beginning of another creature's turn, you can use your reaction or allow an ally to use their reaction. And they can, within 60 feet, move up to their speed. Movement made this way does not cause facts of opportunity. And I'll have oh those all move out of the way. Jesus Christ, Max, you fucking angel. Getting nice. the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> so, there Damn. you go, man. Dude, that just saved my ass. That uh, was amazing. In that case, uh, the chain of events is this they draw swords tell you that you have desecrated this place you should not be here at which point your illusory ozals show up uh marius's triggering of divine expedition happens as they begin to swing at you uh your figures all lunging backwards and away uh, as you retreat they do not even though they have more movement choose to exit the chapel they stand at the ready in this area we gotta fuck them up big time. Ozo, your turn. I don't know what to do. I feel like I really want to mess these guys up, but at the same time, I I don't know if they're really enemies. You said it's their turn still, or it's uh, my it's turn? your turn? Okay. They had a the held actions essentially. They are standing century until a triggering event happens of which you triggered okay um i guess we, we can converse in combat right with our with our party members yeah okay Marius. Uh, keep it, remember it's only six seconds so Oof, i don't know what to say in six seconds i'm just curious if i should attack or not yeah ask him then marius help fuck what should we do marius that's six seconds they're undead creatures of a sort, but uh, I don't know. Okay, um, I'll I'll be a little bit defensive. I will um, take a um, reach into my component pouch, uh, reaching for a vial made by Slag, which contains tears inside of it, 
and I will cast uh, wow summon shadow spawn um, let's see and I'm gonna cast it here are you casting it in the sanctuary is a big question no I'm casting well uh, this in the, in the dining room past the threshold here. or in the dining room is this in the like right in front of Marius okay is that fine. in the threshold or no uh, in the threshold would be counted as this space. Oh, where the doors are? Yes. Cross, crossing the threshold has different effects depending on what you're trying to do. So. Okay. No. Actually, I'll put it right here. And uh, that is going to be um, my turn. Are these things considered creatures? These uh, ghouls? Uh, you do not know if they are ghouls, but they are whatever considered they are. undead for sure. Is that a creature? Uh, medium undead. Neutral. Is that a creature, though? It's a monster. It is it's technically a, a creature. I don't know. I guess it depends. What are you trying to... Is it the effect of your... Which shadow spawn have you summoned, by the way, as well? Yeah, so like I'm it? doing um, the, uh, the, the Fury shadow spawn. Okay. And um, that is going to be my turn for now. I'm not going to do the scream yet. Okay. Uh, next person is Stolas. Okay. Um, so are we attacking these things or not? I'm just asking in general to everybody in the room. I'm playing defensive right now. I've... I, I wanted to light them up because they were standing in a nice little circle for me, but, um, yeah, I, I'm still unsure. It seems a little, I don't know. They're not coming out here to attack us, so I almost don't want to start anything. Well, didn't Marius just save Ozol They did attack me because I was... Yeah, because I was in the church or the little prayer room, but I feel like if we're going to explore this place, we're going to have to be in that room. Potentially. Hmm. Okay, well. I'm actually kind of curious, so I guess maybe I'll attack one of them. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Alright. I'll attack the one in the middle. I'll move here. And use my blast. Okay. Go ahead Did that and do twice or just once? Uh, twice. I got it. went twice. Okay. Still lost. You observe as your uh, blast crosses this threshold through the doors to hit these revenants. It is dissipated against some sort of invisible force. Hmm. That's interesting. There's a magic barrier. Something. Hey, what's going on over something. there? <laughs> are you guys finding something? Uh, you did hear Ozal squeal like a girl. That was a manly <laughs> squeal of retreat. I heard your old man scream. Are you okay? It'd be much better hey, if you guys? were by my side. Can't well, I will. Did you hear that? <laughs> Stolas, your your Eldritch Blast 
went off and has splattered against this wall of force of some kind. I heard an Eldritch Blast. Is everything going okay? Burn, get over here. <laughs> uh, at which point it is... I mean, it still has anything else you'd like to do? Do you want to stay there? Uh, I think I'd like to prepare an Eldritch Blast um, for my next... Uh, Next move. You, so. have, you have expended your turn for your attack action. Oh, I see. So okay. if you have a bonus action you would like to cast. Um, I don't think I have one, so I'll just let Kellen Van go. Okay. Kellen Van, Breaker of Chains. Hey, Dean, they said hey. something about Bahamut's a baby back bitch. I don't know if you <laughs> want to do anything about that. Seven Those square. motherfuckers! Can... Wait till I get in there. Ten, ten twenty. I'm seven, getting so three, mad. Forty. Just see how mad I'm getting. Fifty, sixty. Uh, it would be seventy feet of movement, so you'd have to dash. But you could get ten, twenty, thirty, uh, like forty, like here, if you wanted to. On your standard move, Calibu. I'm so heated. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. The longer then. I sit here, the matter I get. <laughs> the... uh, that, if you dash, you don't get to attack, though. Oh boy. That, but I'm, but I'm in front of everybody, though, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that if I'm in front of everybody. All right, Calibu. You walk so past mad. the threshold. Any magical items you have on you are no longer affected as you enter this anti-magic field inside the chapel. Fuck that so, your Cloak of Protection and Winter's Howl do not have the same effects. So your AC is minus one, and your um, Winter's Howl does not have an ice effect. You notice the frost from these like frothing wolves on either side of the uh, axe stops like piping out. <laughs> Caliban, how's it going? Um, but that, I mean, so, unless you have a bonus action of some kind you'd like to use? Rage. Are you gonna rage? Are you an angry rage. boy? Yeah. Actually, I think you're probably still yeah. in rage from your first combat. I should. I was gonna say. I was just thinking. I'm still should, still should be in rage. Might want to no, I should be good then. On that. Okay. Yeah, it should be end end the turn in there. Burn. Yes. Here I come. Hey guys. That's what she What's said. What's going on over here? Hey, Burn. Oh, just, you know, magical barriers, undead, typical stuff. Man, that sucks for y'all. I don't even use magic. Well, that's why we count on you a lot. Isn't your new sword magic? (laughs) It doesn't necessarily have to be magic. It just has a gem on it. That sounds like magic to me. Well, yeah, but she was using it this whole time. It's still a fucking huge sword that does a ton of damage. Oh, all you old bastard. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, I was just let me let me just run in here next to Caliban and I'll, I'll wait to see what happens. I think okay. <laughs> Upon you running in, they all are like ready 
to attack, right? It's not their turn, obviously, so they can't attack. But something changes in their posture as they look at your helmet and then kind of all turn to look at each other as your Mastercrafted helmet is the same as theirs. <gasps> hey! Oh my gosh! Let's fucking go! What a twist! <laughs> it is still your turn as you catch that with your passive perception. Um, Burn Burn knows Draconic, doesn't he? I would assume. I, I, I used I to have a check your character sheet, but I would think so. I you surveyed. Yeah, I was easy. looking. I was looking for where it said the languages I know, because I know I know several. Yes, you do speak Draconic. Uh, bottom left under proficiencies. Bottom left. Uh, so ah, there it is. Yes, Draconic. Well, let me talk to these guys. Let me let me tell yeah. them. Hey. We're not here to cause any harm to anyone. What's what's going on? Like, what's your deal? I tried that already. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, they, in unison, say to you, "Silvered one, master." We thought right. you had fallen. <gasps> How is it that you have returned? Show us proof that you are who you say you are. Show us the divine mark. I haven't said I was anybody, but uh, yeah, I could do that. Easy. Just remind me where the divine mark was again. I got so many marks. I don't really remember. (laughs) It's your beautiful Is this what you're actually saying, Burn? Burn or, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burn's not too bright, so... He's just, like, going off on, you know, on a, on a whim here. They point towards your chest where your pendant typically is kept. Your pendant of Bahamut. Your holy symbol. Oh, okay. Do I have to take off my armor? No, you just, like, pull it out. It's like a, it's like oh, a chain. Okay. Right? It's like, he got a chain! Uh, then my chain hang low, let it wobble to and fro. Uh, okay, I pull my my mark out, my vomit mark, and hope it works, I guess. Uh, the next one says, then speak to us your prayer in the language of the gods. Okay, well, first you said prove it this way, and now you want another proof? I am not someone you can beckon at your whim as you see fit. Do you forget who I am? Intimidation. <laughs> yeah, let me do an intimidation roll. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see. Where's intimidation? Right here. Here we go. A, an eighteen or a twenty-four, Ooh. however you want to roll. That. Let's take a look here. Um. You are able to quell two of the three of them. Uh, Two of them uh, drop to a knee uh, in full salute. The third (laughs) does not. He still requires proof. He does. My proof will be my sword in your gut. (laughs) If that's what you require. Okay. Uh, that is pretty much the extent of your turn. You were able to quell two of the three <laughs> who 
bow before you uh, in a full warrior salute, uh, not making eye contact with their third defiant brethren. <laughs> okay. The third will move through his allies. Ooh, one more. Come on. This map is wonky. Who made this map? I should have been way better at these squares than what he actually did. Uh, and make two attacks on you. What a fool! Choo -choo. Uh, 13 and 17, neither of which hit. <laughs> you idiot! You dingus! Marius the Seraph. Hmm. So that one has stood down, or two of them have stood down, and the other has not? Correct. Uh, I will actually dr stop concentrating on my form, and my angelic wings reappear, and now I have a divine glow about me. As I step hey. forward, I, I will actually speak draconic to them as well. We are Fuck adventurers yeah. here looking to see what has happened to Argenvast Holt. Who leads you here within this temple? Uh, the third at seeing your true form, <laughs> immediately he takes, a, he takes a knee and he says, It is you, my lord. You have returned with the Deva from the Upper Plains. We knew this day would uh, yeah. come. That's what I told um, you I was going to do. They say, please, please, come with us. Up. Introductions are to be made. Sweet. Uh, to answer your question, um, another one of them says to you, Vladimir, my lord, he still serves in the upper levels. Uh, the one in the middle will also say, he can pull the hammer from the stone. It has to be. There's a hammer stuck in stone. Is that your question? It is foretold. That was that was Max ironically commenting, not Marius. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, we've been over this. There's a hammer in stone. Um, they I will... shall pull it from its stony home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I want to get the first pull at it. <clears throat> is he worthy? Um, they they, they all kind of say to each other, muttering, uh, my, my lord, you ought to head upstairs, the third level, in the great chamber hall. Of course you know your way. This is your stronghold. Welcome back, my lord. Of Prayers course. Have been answered. But it's, it's been so long, you know, this castle's so big. Might one of you lead me? <laughs> of course. Of course, my lord. The, the one who is the first to bow uh, says, he says, my, my other two brothers shall return to their prayers. For even though have, they have been answered on this day, proof is still required. I like you. Can What's your come? name, buddy? Can we, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Me way back here. <laughs> I require my page, Ozal. He's quite old, but very capable. Okay. Uh, they <laughs> begin to lead you down winding halls, uh, upstairs, through the second level, through the third level. Uh, the castle is, is, you could tell at one point, was strikingly gorgeous. 
Um, as it stands now, still mainly in disrepair. Uh, it's not great. Ozal, do you just miss your Shadow Beast? Oh, no, it's here for an hour. Okay, well. Uh, they look What's your name? Of that, to say the very least. Um, the Revenant, uh, when you ask him his name, uh, like, goes to answer, and then is, like, silenced. Like, he, he cannot fathom what his actual name is. Alright, well, I'm gonna call you Bruce. Bruce, I like you. You show initiatives. I like that in a guy. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling tokens over here, and I will pull you up. Copy. Yes. I can't see anything. <laughs> That's okay. I gotta, I gotta clear the daylight settings. Who said that? Why are we whispering? <laughs> Stolas, were you going to whisper something to Ozol? I was, but since we changed maps, it won't make sense anymore. <laughs> what were you going to oh. say? I was going to say, I don't think I should go in there. Why? Why? Uh, Well, I can't say why. I just thought it would oh, be a bad idea. Why. Because you're abominative horror. <laughs> He's slept around, but don't call him that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull up one more thing really quick. I'm sorry. Wow. Who doesn't experiment in college? Hurry up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> an ASMR with Cody. I'm your dungeon master. Uh, you are led through the legendary halls of Argermost Hold. Dragon imagery, stone, power radiates from every corridor. The might, silver filigree of dragons upon the wall, murals of the great fight, murals with Strahd, uh, striking down this dragon on some of the walls as you are led to the double silver gates that lead to the audience hall. Bruce kneels to you one more time, Burn, and will extricate himself. Uh, he says, through here, my lord. Bruce, before you, you go, do you guys have an exterminator? Because you have a bug problem downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cocks his head and he says, bug? Pro the spiders. You killed our spiders? What? <laughs> no, protect us from the villagers and vagabonds who would loot this hall. For oh, while we are abominations, oh. we do not desire to kill commoners. Well, we killed them quite easily. I think, uh, I think you might want to get some stronger bugs. Yes, my lord, but you are the great and mighty Argenvost. Of course you That's sleep. true. That's my name. Thank you. Uh... I'll pat him on the back and say, "Great job, Argenvost." No, uh, don't burn. Touch me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your true form, you head up the stairs. 
<laughs> and the audience I'll, uh, hall waits. Yeah. I'll turn back to my my humanoid form before entering this room. I'm so confused. Uh, real quick, what a beautiful song. It's really pretty good, puts isn't it? me in the mood. Are like I feel like I'm in the halls room? of my yes, of my hollowed home. Argan uh, Voss, you're you're here. Argan Voss, I want to try to pick it up. It's not your turn yet. It's but Burns. It turn. could be my. This turn. is Burns' moment. Well, I mean, I have a twenty portent that I could use to pick it up, and it could be my hammer. I mean, you know. Uh, no, you don't. I do actually. Yeah. Do well, okay, it was all you. You rush time. past the mighty Argon. <laughs> no, I won't to do see that. This colossal person <laughs> sitting on a throne made of dragon bones. Looks like uh, anyone's. I think that's kind of. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that too when I kind of looked this up. Fuck. Um, as you enter, he's the first thing he says to you is, "Foul witch, command thee kneel." I'll look around. Are you talking to me? Who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> He's talking to you, Ozol. I'm afraid in my old age, kneeling is not possible. And then he it's sees that he would in behind you. And he stands <clears throat> from his throne aghast. Could it be? It is I, Argenvoss. <laughs> And this is my hold. Make him kneel to me. Why would you speak to my ward this way? For his insolence. Uh, As he stands, the ghosts of warriors dead past arise with him. He has not drawn his sword, uh, but merely they shadow his throne. And he says, if you truly are who you say you are, prove it. And he gestures to the hammer in front of you. Uh, in front of which is this rusted, blood-covered hammer that has been stuck to the ground. There's, like, ivy growing on it. Um, do you have the picture? Leaking water. I, uh, I do have a picture. But I thought it would be better if I screen shared it. Uh, oh, okay. Uh... uh Hold on, stand by. Uh, oh shit, why did it not upload? That's fucking annoying. Um, I do. Let me get my screen share up here. With the Let's Dice folder. Oh, sorry. I thought it was me. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's just behaving. Much like that. Hey. It's standing on its. It is. Stem? It has been driven into the ground. As you see, the stones are shattered. And a single beam of light peeks in onto the hammer. <clears throat> uh, okay. 
I drew that, by the way. A sight to behold, for sure. Does Burn have to do a strength check to pick it up, or what? What does he have to do? All he's got to do is try. Because <clears throat> your boy's got a twenty. What is your name, in sir? The stack. He scoffs at you and he says, "Our mighty lord returns," and he asks my name. <laughs> it's been a long time. I'm uh, quite forgetful in my age. My you eyes. Think a man who has fought behind me. Uh, a man who has fought beside me would know his own vassal. Vladimir, one god. Commander of oh. the Fallen Order of the Silver Dragon. Man, you really put on some pounds. I hardly recognized you. <laughs> it's good to see you, Vlad. Uh, his, uh, his, the grip <laughs> on his greatsword tightens. He's like, <laughs> perhaps you are a servant of the Great Deceiver come to destroy me. <clears throat> I, uh... I don't know who that is. But I'll pick up this hammer if that's all it takes. Alright. Vlad, <laughs> buddy old pal. Burn walks over to the hammer, not quite so confidently. And he kinda he's looking around, starts picking off some some of the vines and leaves. Man, this is uh it's been here quite a while, huh? Well, Ain't nothing to it but to do it, so let me uh, give it the old college try. I didn't go to college. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Jeez, it'll be four hours longer oh. before you actually try to put this thing up. <laughs> well, yeah, he's stalling, dumbass. <laughs> I'll put my hand upon Burns' shoulder and grant him guidance. Okay. So, oh, can so I do hit. something, too? He'll get to add a d4 to an ability check of his choice if there's one required for picking up the hammer. Yeah, if there is one required to pick up the hammer, I don't want him to roll it. Cause I got I'm pretty sure I also have it. like a DM inspiration ready to go. <laughs> uh, well, I have, a 20, I, have a nat, I have a nat 20 for Portent. I'll wait on I you do guys. have one. Are you going to pick it up or are you just going to... Just like yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. Okay, <laughs> just, what are you uh, it's a lot of pressure on a guy, you know. It is. You know. I just said I had a nat twenty. I don't want to look bad in front of my friends. Are you gonna use it? Make me look bad in front of the wizard here. Wave your hand. You yeah. haven't said if he has to do a check or not. I I'm waiting for Burn to tell me he tries to pick it up. Okay, I'm I'm trying right now. Is what I'm gonna do. So here I go. I'm gonna do okay, it. Okay, Burn. Right. I need you okay, here, to make here a I religion go. check as you attempt to lift this legendary hammer. Twenty. Religion check. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> a twenty-one. You attempt to lift this hammer with all of your might. Add a D four. With a D four. Oh, okay. Here we go. A one. <laughs> 22. <laughs> Even with Ozol's critical 20, your extra added strength on there of plus 5 and 1, bringing your total check to 26, you are unworthy to lift the hammer. Vladimir what? slumps back into his chair and just kind of puts his hands in his head. And he says, so... Whoa, 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 Vlad, hold on. What? Well, it's just one try. You know, this thing's really stuck in here. You know, maybe you could give it another shot. (laughs) 
I mean, look how old there's plants growing on it. You think I'm gonna post hey, their feet for, for, right away? What? Stole us? Do you need some help? No, I, I can help you. Speck up. Make me look bad. I appreciate you, Stole us. Don't you found the helm in the tomb, didn't you? Uh, no. This was a you are not Argonvost. Uh, well, don't cut me off. That was rude. Uh. This is mine. I've had it uh, for a long time. Silence. He like booms okay. across the room. It's like good ramblings. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So many jokes being thrown around us. It's hard. It's hard to get back into the seriousness. I turn around uh, and look all my friends in the eyes. And it's like, I tried. <laughs> Hey, Fern, did you get it? <laughs> he sighs. I, I, um, did, I did. Slamming his sword just kind of like back into the the holder next to the chair and just letting out a frustrated groan. He's like, I, I really thought for one second that you were our lord. So I had Dragon to fool. called himself Argonvost. He's like, you are the tower of the man that he once was. You apparently do not possess his draconic form. Unless... Yet. You can transform into a silver dragon before my eyes. Um, Don't have that ability just yet. <laughs> oh, I have the I have the fucking hat of disguise! You can't turn into something that big, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not without some large reduced shit and, you know. Minor illusion? You could try. He's not Can't you turn stuff. him into a T-Rex? <laughs> uh, as you guys are like throwing out ideas, he gestures to the hammer and he said, if you were, you would be able to lift it. But as it stands, <coughs> you need to <clears throat> you need to reunite the beacon. It is our only chance. Is it possible to is it possible to learn this power? Perhaps. Not from a gen. Thank you see, you. the dragon who called himself Argonvost came to this valley in the guise of a nobleman. He did not layer in this valley, it, but at the time it was a place of idyllic beauty. For he knew that a place called the Amber Temple was a repository of great evil, guarded by the forces of good. Argonvost wanted to make sure that everything that was trapped inside the Amber Temple wouldn't fall into it. Like most silver dragons, Argonvoss was extremely wealthy. He would live comfortably with humans in the and in a disguise as one of them, a great nobleman wearing a silver helm with masterwork dragon art. He came to this place to found our order of Argonvost, the order of the Holy Silver Dragon. You see, those of us in the order knew his true form. He was given this hammer by Sergei, the brother of Strahd. Mainly to do battle against Strahd. When the mists closed, we had nowhere else to go. You see, when you die in Barovia, you do not leave. And when our master was slain, we were cursed to be remnants, to die and live and die and live. 
and we've been stuck in this vicious cycle for so long. We have been unable to escape the mists. You see, after dying and living for so long, at some point, the soul is damaged. You forget who and what you are. I am one of the few, and only my fury contains this form. To be worthy of lifting this hammer, you need to bring back the head, the skull, of our master, of Argonvost Hold. Or to, back to Argonvost Hold. The skull was split in twain. One piece... Ah, the flying lady. Yes, he nods to you. One piece has been claimed by the witch. She lives in the ruins of Berez, south of here. Baba near the Swag Moors. He says, do not utter her name in this holy place. What name? The other... We didn't say a name. Ozal did. The other... lays in the Ember Temple. The very soul of Argonvost was corrupted by Strahd. And he was turned from a great silver dragon into that of a shadow. And he guards the entrance yeah. to this day. Yeah, I hate to see it. If you can reunite the pieces, it will break our curse, and we will fight in your name. Sweet. And that's the end of our episode. I yeah. only ask, oh man, wait. <laughs> no, I was going to ask a favor. Go ahead. Vlad, I only have one thing to ask you. He nods. Don't tell Bruce. Don't tell Bruce. <laughs> It'll break his little son heart. Son of a bitch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's our episode. <laughs> uh, wow. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for our roleplay tonight, for the changing of the world. We'll get some new maps created for uh, Marius's new temple i will redraw the map of halaki with all of its changes um we will head out on our two plot adventures uh there are two new waypoints on your adventure map the ruins of berez and the amber temple should you want to to follow that uh oh, I, of yeah. course have been your illustrious dungeon master cody j thank you for watching our show we'll catch you next time Bye-bye. bye bye